This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We've got a fantastic LAN show for you guys today. First and foremost, we are going to be finally revealing the head of LTT Labs. Yeah. Yes, we have actually done a test call. It went really smoothly. <laughs> Luke did such a good job of getting it done in an extremely expedient and timely manner. Mm-hmm. In other news... Apple has launched their self-service repair program. We're going to be talking about that. What else we got? Uh, nothing. There is there is no other topics on the show at all. Uh, actually, no. Sega is removing old Sonic games from the store. And in a particularly fun uh, turn of events, Apple... I can't actually find this topic, but Apple has decided that if you don't update your app for a long enough period of time, it's just going to be removed from the store. Even if it works fully with all new phones and all new devices... It's gone. Get rid of it. It's getting deleted. Let's get rid of this intro. Alright. This is gonna be good. We are going to get into those topics, but first, Sarah waited until well after work hours. Remember to log your hours and all that. Sure, yeah. So she was sitting around, hanging around, getting paid overtime, so it's not that bad, I guess. But she's here so that she and I can painstakingly handcraft that's right. Satin versions of the shirt, <laughs> the eggshell shirt. Okay, so they're covered in they're covered in little bits of painter's tape that is actually silk screened on. So that is never coming off. <laughs> and then Sarah, um, there's some little cue cards here. Can you explain what it is that we're doing with these? Because legitimately, I actually forget. So I think I'm, I just need to do it while you explain to me what I'm doing. Okay, so I actually never really got confirmation on what you were doing either, but you said two man shows ago <laughs> that you were going to write notes for these. So I guess you're just writing notes for these. Notes. Um, well, I don't know. How about, how about you draw a picture and then I'll write a note? Is that a deal? Oh, I think I just got marker all over you. Can I draw dinosaurs? You can could, you could draw anything you want. Okay? Linus, you, you should review the dinosaurs. Oh my gosh. Or you should okay. like create a, a name and a history for the dinosaurs. Okay, so Sarah, you're up. You're first. Yeah, Luke, do you want to get us together. started with, uh, with a sure. topic while Sarah and I work yeah, on yeah, this? Yeah, 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 for sure. Do you want me to dive into that Apple one? <laughs> sure, yeah. Because I can be great. sure talk about that. Um, Sarah, are you putting tape on the shirts? Hold on, I need drawings to label. Okay. Oh yeah, and we're also gonna add some some hand added little bits of actual painters tape. It's gonna be tape. great. It's gonna be great. Uh, yeah. So the the Apple topic. If if you don't update your app for a long enough period of time, Apple wants to just remove it from the store. Um, Which is great because if an app works perfectly fine, but you're just like <laughs> yeah. not putting in the work to, you know. Uh, smooth the lines. Okay? <laughs> Curve the corners. And that's, I mean, this this is an extremely good point because this is my whole problem with the whole situation is 
Like if the if the core idea of this program was, hey, your app has been throwing an excessive amount of errors, like so they have this they have these statistics, right? They have like your app versus apps that compare to yours. And then they have error rates and stuff. So they can show you like, are you relatively industry standard in, in terms of your crash rates and error rates and stuff? And and they'll have like, sometimes you'll spike way above that. And it's like, whoa, you need to fix something. If it was like, okay, your app hasn't been updated in two years and it's just throwing errors like crazy and it's crashing all the time and it's just a horrible mess. We want to remove it from the store unless you fix some things. That is much more understandable to me. Um, but there's genuinely a significant amount of applications that just like work fine. And they're like, mm, hasn't been updated in a while. So they want to remove it. Um, I believe a genuinely would make it past them easy way to fix this, by the way, for any developers out there that are potentially listening is literally just a version bump. I actually don't <laughs> think you have to change anything. Um, so I would suggest doing that. It's unfortunate that you have to do that to like preserve things uh i personally have an app on the android store that i've had uh that hasn't received an update in i think like four years and it still works completely flawlessly and has worked with every single phone i've ever migrated it to um so i hope google doesn't go down the same route because i would like to keep using that app and i i don't think the company that made it like literally exists anymore <laughs> so i don't think it will be getting an update um but yeah, several developers took to Twitter last Saturday complaining that Apple was taking their apps down from the store within 30 days because they had not updated in a significant amount of time. Uh, Apple demanded that the developers uh, must submit an update within that 30 days in order to keep it on the store. This is part of Apple's what they're calling app improvement pr uh, system, which is a plan to remove abandoned and problematic apps from the App Store, which was launched in 2016. Uh, again, the problem here is when they're not, when they're just removing things that they are deeming abandoned, not when they're removing things that are problematic. Because an app can genuinely, especially certain like self-contained games and stuff, can get to a point where they are completed. They don't need further updates. They don't have user-generated content. Um, they don't have future features. They just work and it's fine. Um, and I don't think developers should have to keep working on that. Um, how many of these are we doing? Six? Okay, hold on. Uh, you're on the last one then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, Luke. Good job. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> it's worth pointing out that apps removed from the App Store remain available uh, for re-download. It just won't be listed for sale or free download to new users, um, which is like cool, I guess, but not great. Uh, this has also raised several concerns, um, which read like questions, but are in fact open questions being asked by the community uh, for indie developers. Uh, so indie developers just appear to be disproportionately targeted. That makes sense. Indie developers aren't going to be able to long-term maintain as many apps um, and might make something that, say it's a, a purchase game, not a subscription game, and there's no microtransactions. Those games usually have a shorter tail on them. Um, so if they make something, it's great. It sells really well for a year, say, and stops selling. You want to keep it on the store because maybe you still get sales every once in a while. You want people that own the game from the past to be able to download it more easily, even if they switch accounts or something um, and doesn't need an update. But yeah, that makes sense. If an app is complete and works on modern devices, what is uh, the reason for an update? Well, there isn't one. 
that would be my answer to it. Does this kind of requirement incentivize developers to release rushed slash broken apps or respond slowly to bug reports to keep the possibilities for updates open? Honestly, for that one, no, I don't think so. Uh, because again, I'm pretty sure you can get by with just a version bump. And if you can't get by with a version bump, you should be able to get by with like changing the color of a line and also version bumping. Um, so I would go that route if people really want to keep their stuff up there. Um, there is a discussion question from, I believe the writer of this was, was Anthony Young. Uh, if games are art, then does this effectively mean that Apple is asking for art to be constantly updated, whether it needs it or not? Yes, <laughs> that is specifically what they're doing. Uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, how would we feel about this standard being applied to TV shows, movies, famous paintings, sculptures, etc.? <laughs> <laughs> so Seinfeld Pretty just bad. gets removed if they don't, you know, add more jokes or remove bad jokes. Certain Greek statues just have like progressively longer members over time. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, well, well the, we, we really felt it needed arms. <laughs> this is this is Um Well, the concept of an always changing piece of art itself is arguably art. Yeah, I could think of situations like that that could be interesting. Think of art slash okay. place. Okay, right? hold on. Sabin1001 says Seinfeld doesn't have abandoned library dependencies in it. Seinfeld? Well, yeah, it's saying that, you know, if an app has abandoned library dependencies, and that could actually be a legitimate problem, and there could be a reason for Apple to do this. But that would, like, throw errors and have... Yeah. That would fall under what I was talking about before. Yeah, but I wasn't listening because I was busy... Okay, 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 okay. Makes drawing sense. on dinosaurs. So what, what I was saying was, is, like, I get it if it is, like, way above statistical it's fine. averages you don't have to catch for me errors I think it's stupid. Yeah, cool. cool. Nice. All yeah, right. Agreed. Now, Sarah, Screw are we you, ready Apple? for you to react to my changes, or should we just let Luke react to them? Yeah. Sarah did the Sharpie and I added the pen. Okay. So I will I will let you these are the little cards that are gonna come with the random satin versions of the eggshell shirt, one in each size. Um ready and go. I like it. I dig it. Yeah, that's good. That's an improvement on the overall theme that was going on there. Also, definitely that's so far my favorite one, actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. Not. I still think the second one's my favorite one, but that's. These are all. These are all better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, these are good. I think you might have got better over time. Also solid. Yeah. 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 All right, Sarah. Those now you great. get to see how inappropriate I made your cards. I think she'll like them. Okay. Wait. Is this like a live reaction or what? Yeah. 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 Her. Okay. Yeah, these are, by the way, the best dinosaur drawings I've ever done. Uh, you, you can you can describe them. You can hold them up for the people so they can actually see. <laughs> Should I zoom in? Uh, sure. Yeah, zoom zoom in. Zoom in on Sarah. She's she's hosting the show now. Thanks, Dan. It's a Sarah show now. Wow. So it says uh, satin bring actual size. This will come with the small T-shirt. Okay, small T-shirt. Great. Oh, so you get to decide who they go to. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Sarah has that power officially now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this one is fantastic. Satin paint. It's <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to find the square button. <laughs> no, no, I'm just slow. Usually this, this one is good. Here. I think this is my favorite drawing of all of them. But here. I added horns. 
And uh, I just put Satan paint. Yeah, I was going to say, just... I thought Incredible. that was my weakest, actually. Oh, it's so cute, though. Your drawing's very cute. Thank well, the you. drawing is you. I don't... don't... <laughs> I'm like... just complimenting myself. <laughs> <laughs> this one is good, too. The pterodactyl's bringing you some eggshell paint. Says, you're welcome, idiot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this one is my favorite. That was really good. Yeah. What actually killed the dinosaurs? Yeah. Hit in the head by satin paint. <laughs> Whoever gets these, you're very lucky. <laughs> these are one of a kind masterpieces. Uh, I forget what NFTs, that says. if you will. But not actually. Oh, the yeah, the um, uh, the something sauropod is is doing some satin paint. Let's and, call it a dipl dipl diplodocus. And his buddy, the pterosaur, is like, gross. <laughs> Incredible. All right. Thank you for sticking around and doing this with us, Sarah. This was a lot of fun. Um, it is entirely up to you which one goes to who. Those are one-of-a-kind masterpieces. Do you want to sign them so that whoever gets them gets a, a, an original butt? Okay. I'll just write <laughs> Yeah, that's that's perfect. And not in the actual script you use to sign yeah, things. Okay, she she knows. She knows. All right, let's get it framed. Thank you very much, Sarah, for coming on the show with us and, and participating in that. And thank you for throwing together this t-shirt design in literally an hour and a half. <laughs> now that's productivity. Yeah, good work, good work, Sarah. Let's go. Now every time it takes longer than an hour and a half, I'm gonna be like, well, Sarah did it an hour and a half. So <laughs> that's the standard around here now. All right. Why don't we jump into the big topic for the day, which is, of course, the official announcement of the head of LTT Labs. Can I get a drum roll, please? I'm the only one drum rolling. Okay, all of you at home. You guys are doing it. I'm sure you're doing it. Okay, here we go. Are we ready to welcome to the show? Is this actually going to work? Theoretically. The one, the only... There he is! Gary Key! All right. Hey, Gary, you want to hit me with some voice noises? Please, give me some voice. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear him. I don't think I can hear him. Uh, we can't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you what. Why don't I give you guys a brief rundown of exactly who this guy is while we get his voice working. Gary is one of the people who taught me pretty much everything that I... Um, ever learned about technology, okay? He's one of the, if I recall correctly, one of the original half a dozen or so writers at Anontech. Yeah, a lot for me too, just to throw that in there. Yep, so between between Gary, uh, Dr. Ian Cutris, Anand, um, uh, I want to say, I don't remember his full name, but Raja Gill, uh, those guys were really, in my opinion, the team that had Anantech at its peak, and this was back in the early 2000s. So uh, Gary has been on the manufacturer side. I'll let him give you guys the full details there, but he's been on the manufacturer side for probably about, goodness gracious, I guess it's been almost 10 years now. Um, once we get his voice working so that I can actually oh, no. hear him, that'll be, that'll, be, that'll be great. But it should be working. It should be working. Gary, hit me. No, the stream might be able to hear it. Can they hear him? We we can't I hear can't it. See, I can't see Gary. <laughs> you can't see him? Oh no. Guys, we could be. Oh, actually his frame isn't letting up. So 
the system is not hearing him. Okay, either. cool. So I'm going to keep stalling yep. for time. Keep going. Good um, luck. Trying to think of what categories Gary handled back in the day. I know that he handled motherboards. Uh, I don't know what else, but uh, in his time at Asus, I can tell you guys that he's made his way up to, if I recall correct, you know what? I'm not going to say his, what his title was before uh, his he left, because if I get it wrong, then it's going to be really, really awkward and embarrassing when he when he pops on. <laughs> Stream says, no, they can't hear. I mean, at this point, should I just there's, call there's him no... and then just to hold him up to the microphone? Yeah, honestly, like... oh, oh, I just saw... I, I'm seeing audio. Hey, Yay! There we go. Hey, there how you go. doing, Gary? I am great. So we finally get to announce it. All right. I did I do okay? Did I kind of cover what the heck it is that you you did at some point? Oh, they still can't hear him. Oh, fantastic. Well, then we'll just get a recap. But they can't. They still can't hear you. Oh no! Why does the stream not have him, Dan? They're supposed to. Yeah, no, there's nothing. Gary, say something again. I see it. I literally Is that see, what? It I see it. I see it in OBS. Yeah. I'm so confused. Is it? Oh, he's super quiet. He's super quiet. Turn him up. Crank him. Okay. No, 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 not you. Leave it. Leave it on your yeah, side. Yeah, Gary, don't touch anything. Yeah. We'll we'll get Dan to crank you up. Turn okay. You up in OBS. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. Don't you just love it when a plan comes together? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. We had a whole test call, but I was doing other stuff. Is that better? I can go louder. Okay, go, go, Gary. Okay, that those levels look good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's hope that they can hear you. So why don't you start with giving us a uh, giving us a little rundown of what what did you used to do at Anantech? I was Wait, the no, they uh, still, singer. They can, no, they cannot hear him. They cannot hear cannot you. They say nothing. Me. How is that even okay. possible? I am watching the levels right now. It shouldn't be possible. No, you can hear now. You can hear now. It's good? Oh, thank goodness. Okay, Gary, run us through. What did you used to do at Anantech? And when did you leave? I don't even remember all the details. Yeah, I, I started there in 2005 uh, and left in 2009 uh, and was a senior editor uh, primarily on motherboards, uh, but then dabbled in SSDs at the beginning of that, uh, video cards and uh, mice and, yeah, whatever else Anon had. Now, tell me something. You went over to the manufacturing side, and what were the, what were the factors that caused that to happen? Because... I mean, one of the things I talked about when we first announced the lab was that we were trying to we were trying to stop a perceived trend in in my eyes of experienced and knowledgeable media personalities heading over to the manufacturing side where and and becoming essentially effectively disappearing tainted. Yeah. Disappeared or tainted. I yeah. mean, yeah, Anand has disappeared. Yeah. And then I don't want to name any names, but I think there are some that have gone over to the other side that honestly, you just kind of can't take everything they're saying seriously anymore. Um, so what were the factors that yeah. pushed you over to the manufacturer side? I had actually spent so much time uh, working with, with the various manufacturers, uh, uh, almost doing consulting work uh, and, and testing. And, um, yeah, decided uh, if, if that was the majority of my job, you know, why not do it at the manufacturer? 
Do you feel like you ended up actually making... So wait, so your first gig at... Uh, did you go straight to Asus? I thought so. Yes, I, I went straight to Asus. Okay, and, and, so then and, your and first gig terrific. with them was not marketing then? Uh, no, I, 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 I've been in marketing the entire time. Oh, interesting. So I, I okay, started out so... in technical marketing, uh, went to uh, PR, um, and then product marketing and channel. And, um, yeah, for the last three years, I've been in charge of uh, marketing for North America. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, that makes sense that you were in technical marketing at the beginning because I was looking at it going, yeah, you've been in more of like a strategic, like a PR sort of marketing role as opposed right. to, you know, actually being the contact that I get on the phone with when some voltage won't adjust in the BIOS or whatever. It's been a lot of years since then. Yes, there's been a lot of years. Still a lot of phone calls, though. <laughs> so I got to tell you something. Um, when, when I made that video talking about the lab, there was actually only one name that I really had in mind to run it. And it was you, which actually, no, now that I think of it, I think I did tell you that, which really didn't help my negotiating uh, position <laughs> when, I was, when we were trying to figure this out. Um, but... I, I want you to talk to the people. Like, how exciting is it to come back to the media side and start covering things other than just one brand? Oh no, it it, it it's really hard for me to explain. Um, it's it's very exciting. I, I, I am so pumped uh, about doing this. Uh, it's it, it, it's a brilliant opportunity. Uh, to expand what we're doing um, on on the manufacturer side, but back on the media side, uh, there there's so many different products uh, that I've wanted to get into uh, as far as testing, uh, also uh, testing uh, competing products. Right, um, that 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 was part of our job uh, in te yeah. technical marketing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, being able to truly take a deep dive uh, in, into what makes the product tick uh, and why, and then why that's important uh, for the consumer. So now you know that um, there's going to be a lot of pressure to execute here, right? I mean, one of the things with yes. labs is that it's. You know, I think we've done a great job over the last 12 years uh, here at Linus Media Group of getting lighting sparks. You know, we run around, we light fires, and then we kind of like run away. If people want to go deeper, a lot of the time our answer is, well, we can point you to more technical resources for that. But we got to make more videos. But the, the reality of it is with the breadth of products that we cover, we can't go that deep in any particular category. And your job is essentially to fix that. Um, right. And there's it's something the that I kind of, <laughs> I kind of popped this on Gary uh, about, I guess, two, three hours ago. Um, he didn't know this, but remember lab one that I showed all of you guys and including Gary, cause obviously you saw the video, man, this guy took so long to apply. I had to send so many texts. I was like, Hey, I know you saw that video. Because I know you watch the videos. Is your resume? And he's like, I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. I haven't made one in a long time. Okay, freaking guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> anywho, anywho, so Lab One is officially dead. It's out. It's gone. Uh, do you know this yet? I well, we talked about it being sure. a potential thing. I didn't yeah. know it was actually happening though. Um, where's that coming from? Stop. Okay, Lab One is done. It's out. So what I think we're going to do with that is we're going to turn it into like uh, linked media or something like that. So tech linked starts doing more talk links, more talk or more tech longer. So we expand the programming for tech links. Maybe we add like game linked on Tuesdays and Thursdays or something like that. So we're publishing five days a week. We build some awesome sets in there for whether it's tech longer or whether it's talk links so that we don't have to move things around all the time, which is one of the big reasons that we don't do those longer form discussion formats. Uh, we add a couple of people, maybe on the research side, maybe on the writing side, uh, have a dedicated editor slash shooter over there. So we turn that into kind of a satellite yeah. studio. It's no longer going to be a lab. Uh, we have a new space lined up that is going to be approximately 10 times the size. And that <laughs> should give you some idea of what my expectations are in terms of building up the lab. So the way that I framed this for Gary a couple of hours ago is that I never want to hear, well, Linus, we could test this if only we had amount of space X or facility Y. Because every time I hear that, I'm going to say, then why haven't you built it yet? Or like, is it on order right. or whatever? So yeah. Gary, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> really ready. I'm this sweating is gonna right be now, a lot I'm of fun. ready. <laughs> Man, it's been so long since you've been public facing. You're always so shy I'm... when I tried to get you in the videos and stuff. I know. Well, I, I kind of suck on video, so I'm much no, better. No, man, you'll get used to it. You'll okay. get used to it. You'll get used to it. This to. is going to be so much fun. So we've actually got one of your new charges. Uh, Gary's been helping us out with the hiring process for some of our labs candidates as we've made our way, even though we didn't have an official even employment agreement signed with them because he took forever on that too. Uh, Gary's been helping us with hiring, making sure that we're going through people's credentials and uh, making sure we're building out a super qualified team. We've got someone really exciting who's starting on, I forget if it's Monday or Tuesday. And then what's your first day, Gary? Uh it's in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Now I got to know. Now, now we're past the stuff that Gary and I have talked about already. What are you going to do on your first day? My first day? Jeez. Oh, um, very good question. Have a little cry? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll probably do donuts in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> Didn't even surprise me. So, okay, is it a secret, the other media vertical that you have participated in in the past? Because my understanding is you kind of have done some ghost writing, but I don't know if you've actually disclosed for what and about what. And don't feel uh, pressure to no. disclose it if you don't want to. That's fine. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that secret. We're going to keep that secret. Okay, well, I'll yeah. say this much. Gary, tech is not Gary's only passion. Okay. Right. And that could actually be a really good thing for uh, Linus Media Group moving forward as well. So, man, you're going to have a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. I look how big to do you it. imagine your team? Really how big is your team going to be after 18 months? Like, these are important questions. Have you given this any thought? Could you repeat that? I'm sorry. <laughs> how big is your team going to be after 18 months? Yeah, I thought that's what you asked. 
I'm, I'm envisioning uh, probably 9 to 11. 9 to 11? Okay. 9 to 11. My expectation is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 14 to 18. So we're sort okay. of talking the same language. But the thing is that, man, as we get deeper and deeper into all these all these different verticals, I'm realizing that, you know, even something like, okay, Here's what we were working on. Here's the reason that the show was late today. Uh, I wanted to mod my old Game Gear to put a better screen on it. And it turns out that this is a, a king rabbit hole. There are so many different revisions of the Game Gear hardware over the years. There are so many different board layouts for the different revisions. There are so many interesting little quirks that you might discover. So even though we found out that we had what 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 what's this one? This is a single uh, a single SOC whatever. Uh, dual ASIC. Oh, okay. yeah. no no no, the original one. This one's single ASIC, isn't it? Oh yeah, the VA2. Yeah, so we have a Yeah, so this is uh this is a VA5 I thought. I have no idea what part of that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, so this is a VA5. Okay, it's got a single ASIC, which turned, which means that you can't replace the screen unless, oh, wait, there was a new screen kit that was released six days ago or something like that. Oh, but even if you get a new screen, it actually supports like 500 colors. So what you really want is an A1 or A2 or something like that. So this is a dual ASIC. But then we found out based on our serial number, we think that this may actually be one of the first like several hundred off the line of the particular factory that made this unit. Uh, okay. Also, whoever sold it to us appears to have done at least some mods unless some of the early ones shipped with glass screen covers because you can see those are clearly oh, whoa, yeah. not the same material at whoa. all. Um, there's different audio boards you can put in, different charging boards you can put in to convert it to lithium ion. And I'm sitting here going like, if we don't have, if we don't have a couple of dedicated electronics modding people and someone, a, a person who's just dedicated to retro console content, we're not going to be able to keep up because right. that's the vision for the labs at the end of the day is that the tide has been the tide's been turning for quite some time now on YouTube. You're no longer able to just be a generalist, a jack of all trades, a master of none, because there's going to be someone or someone's out there in every single vertical that is going to do it five times better than you because that's all that they do. They eat, sleep, and breathe nothing but that particular category day in, day out. So I think a perfect example of someone like that is um, Addy from Epos Vox, okay? Looks at pretty much nothing but streaming, optimization, encoding, capture, all that kind of stuff. microphones, really focused on streaming. And so unless we have people who just are completely immersed in these categories or in these spaces, I just think we're going to fade into irrelevance, and that's what the lab is for. So essentially, the way that I see the lab is that it's going to be kind of like tripling to quadrupling our writing staff without making necessarily more content. Yeah. But also, we'll probably do more content. Yeah, Vincent from HGTV Test content. is another great example. Chat's, chat's pointing out some other just outstanding examples of people who are super focused on a particular vertical. And to be clear, the idea is not to compete these people out of business because the way that I see it, 
the 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 rising water is going to lift all ships however that however that saying goes because the more we educate people about technology the more appetite there's going to be for deeper content deeper analysis and of course differing opinions i mean even back in the day when you were doing written there was anantech and tom's hardware and hard ocp and pc per and tech report and all these respected publications and you didn't read a review from just one we just need to make right. sure that we are part of that conversation so can you do it Yes, I can. That would we be can. a hilarious time to say no. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Honestly, on on second review, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe not. You no, know I think yeah, I'll get any fun on I that plane ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'm excited. I mean. One of the one of the great things that I like so much about bringing Gary in is he doesn't only have the technical expertise and really the the hunger to 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 learn more and get deeper into this stuff, but he has the people management expertise because the reality of it is that I need to be focused on making the content entertaining, on keeping Linus Media Group running like a well-oiled machine. So um, he wasn't cheap, Gary. You weren't cheap. Um, so he wasn't cheap, but the idea oh. is that Gary's going to come in and basically, I don't have to think about it. When I get numbers or when I get a report from labs, or if Alex is sitting on set uh, for short circuit, working on an unboxing of some laptop, whatever is on that page is bulletproof. Can we do it? Yeah. Our goal is not to be okay. questioned. Simple as that. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. In fact, I need <laughs> to uh, I need to get to uh, the airport so I can find a place to live. <laughs> yeah. So, how's that Vancouver housing market treating you? Oh, just like it is in San Jose. <laughs> it's uh, a bit rough. All right. Well, hey, you know what? Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Oh, no. I'm 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 super glad that we were able to bring you on. Sorry, guys. There's a really yeah. long delay on the call with Gary, so maybe maybe we'll have him come in person once he's here, and we'll we'll have a chat. Yes. Maybe after the first month or so, we can talk about what's going well, what's going not as well, what positions we want to hire, what we can do to make it. Um, to make this whole thing go better. I mean, Work. really, the reality of it is. It shouldn't come down to budget. Um, as long as we're finding the right people, we want to make sure that we are attracting the right talent. So guys, for those out there who know, I know a lot of you, no offense, Gary, are going to have no idea who Gary is because yeah. he has spent I the last not. 10 years behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not a limelight seeker. And you know what? That's cool. But for the people in the know, I think that this sends a message that we are serious about this. And if you weren't sure if we were serious about this and you've held off on applying, then it's time to get your resume over here because whether it's displays, whether it's GPUs, CPUs, uh, whether it's consumer electronics, we have to do and we're going to need a lot of experts. And wow. if you feel like you can help us take things to the next level, then we really need your paperwork. All right. Thanks, Gary. Drive safe. Thank thanks. you. Take care. See you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.
just as a, a note for troubleshooting in the future, apparently <laughs> there was no delay for the stream. It was just for our monitoring. Oh, got it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Okay. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. I yeah. Guess. Are we supposed to do any LTT store stuff? Oh, whoa. No way. Okay. Yeah. This is big news for LTT store. Oh. Uh, yeah. Let's get, my, let's get my screen up here. It's finally back for... Over a year, we have not been able to oh, get yeah. we have not been able to get heathered aqua blanks from American Apparel in the volumes that we need across all sizing that we need for the Constellations T-shirt. Remember the Constellations shirt? Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, it is finally freaking back and not only is it back but it is back in our own blanks so these are the new ltt store creator warehouse whatever you want to call them these are our blanks these are the same ones that went out on the privateer shirt uh, i don't actually know if they went out on the eggshell one i'm not sure there's still a little bit of overlap on black shirts in terms of uh what's american apparel and what's the new ones but constellations will absolutely be new and check this out there's a long, long sleeve. sleeve. That's actually so cool. I like the long sleeves. I've always liked long sleeve shirts, but also constellations in long sleeve just kind of makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So we I'm are excited. working on a constellations V2, but because constellations V1 has been in such demand and we've had people message us so many times, hey, that shirt, I love that shirt. Why can't I buy that shirt? Uh, we are doing one more run of Constellations 1. Uh, they're going to take about two to three weeks to print. All of these are going to be print to order, and your entire order will be shipped together. So if you order more than items than just the shirt, it's all going to ship at once once the shirt is ready. We never offered Constellations in a long sleeve, and the long sleeve is also our own long sleeve. This is going to be the first availability of our blank long sleeves and guys, they're freaking awesome. So here's the here's the old American Apparel version. So you can see how it looks actually printed. I doubt the logo on the back will be orange. We don't really do that anymore. I suspect the logo will be some other color, maybe white or something like that. But don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. So Constellations is this design. If you guys uh, if you guys want to get your hands on an LTT long sleeve, this is going to be the first possible availability of it. All right, let's get on with the show, shall we? What do you want to talk about next? Team Viewer called me again. That's what I want to talk about next. Do you want to hear my voicemail? Uh, oh, you didn't pick up. Of course I'm not picking up. Let's go. Those Let's freaking guys. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Messages and one saved message. To play your messages, press one to record a All right. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Message sent by seven, two. Oh, hold on. Let's get that number out of here. Let's, uh, we're not going to. Okay. Tyler from wanted to see if we could connect and speak briefly in regards to the older version of the license that your company is running with us. Uh, you can give me a call back here at my direct line. It's going to be 727. Okay, okay, yeah, that's enough for your direct line. Literally, literally, he did it again. Out of nowhere, could you even hear that? I bet you guys couldn't even hear that. They're basically just like... Hi, I'm calling from TeamViewer, and I'd like to talk to you about the older version of the software that your company is running. If you could give me a call back, my direct line. I don't know what fucking direct line is. How many times do I have to tell you guys not to call me? You've already said you took me off the list. Once again, here we are, TeamViewer, with you guys either lying about taking me off the list or... 
you're lying about the existence of a list at all. And you would think, given that last time you guys called me and I complained about it, so many people shared my frustration and were so that the video got a million freaking views. You would think after that experience, you guys would go, oh, gee, um, maybe we shouldn't call Linus anymore. Um, I'm a really smart executive. I'm a smart marketing executive, and I think that this might be a good idea. <laughs> well, listen, I, I know the guy sounds like that because he works at TeamViewer, but you should listen to him anyway because that's really smart. You guys need to actually stop emailing me. Stop calling me. I spent, I forget how much it was. So if the number's not right, I don't care. But I spent thousands of dollars. It was like $5,000 on a perpetual license of TeamViewer 12. And for those of you saying I should switch to some other software, I don't want to. I paid for this software. It actually works perfectly for what I need to do. All I need to happen is for TeamViewer to never call me again. Not even once. That was it. That's all I have to say. You should just like reverse chain them. Like What's task, a reverse chain? Like, task someone at work with wasting as much of their time as possible. <laughs> so just like rebounce them over and over again like like generate a bunch of like fake out email addresses or something because you can you can generate email addresses in in uh gmail that you don't pay for oh because I guess you can like true. add yep. pluses and stuff um so it can still be our domain but you don't pay for it because they're just like forwarding addresses or yeah, whatever no i know how that works like aliases yeah yeah so so <laughs> you just like bounce them from person to 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 person and never actually have there be an end <laughs> <laughs> just have them chase this uh, this non-existent carrot <laughs> oh man like you're, you want to waste my time we'll, we'll waste yours let's go uh it's just it's just more it's just more work than it's worth for me i just want them to not no i know me. but i just i bought your product and i just want you to leave me alone yeah um <sighs> Man, Anthony's Anthony's discussion question is, this isn't really a question, but I literally am dealing with this with TELUS right now. They keep messaging me every Wednesday without fail to try to get me to install Norton. I said stop multiple <laughs> times. I got the 10th one this week. I am angry. By the way, I use Arch. I uh, Thank you, Anthony, for that. I'm actually stunned that that's happening. I, I read that before the show and was like, what? Like, why Why is TELUS calling them to install Nord? TELUS is one of those companies where now that they have Pure Fiber, I love the service. Absolutely also, love the product. Their uptime is genuinely extremely strong as well. But... To, like, to give them credit. Over the years, my experiences dealing with TELUS from like an administrative standpoint Going all the way back to high school. Like, we are talking... How old am I now? Yeah, we're talking 20 years. I, I have fair, a 20-year history with them. I bet you this is true for anyone who's ever worked with, like, a major ISP. Shaw has been better, by and large, from my experience. Shaw is super anti... Super, like, monopolistic and anti-competition in their business practices. Though. Sure they are. Oh, Shaw's... Like, okay. aggressively. Shaw's got some really stupid issues. Did you know you have to call Shaw 
to put your modem in or to put your router thing in bridge mode. You know, there, you, you know that that tells... router supports putting it in bridge mode just through accessing it over the local IP. But Shaw specifically blocks that functionality, so it doesn't work. So you must call them, or at least they did the last time I used them. I haven't touched a Shaw internet product since Telus Pure Fiber came to my neighborhood. I'm also going to put an allegedly in front of this. Uh, because like I don't I haven't I don't know but I've heard from a very wide range of people so I believe it to be true that Shaw actively like legislatively blocks Telus from putting conduit in new buildings. Oh, I I would believe that. Well, hold on a second. Don't you have some firsthand experience with yes. that? Why don't you just tell that story? I think that that's not allegedly. That's a thing that happened to you. That happened in that building yeah. as far as the developer told me. Sure, then just say but that. Like, but I think I you should tell the yeah. story. So so as far as my understanding goes from more than one developer telling me this, um, Shaw is seen as like a local ISP and TELUS isn't for some weird reason. And that gives Shaw like first strike at new apartment buildings that go up in British Columbia. And Shaw can just decide that they're going to only put in a certain amount of conduit into the building that only has enough space for what Shaw is going ugly to put coax in, garbage. which does not allow TELUS to put anything in. <clears throat> Effectively, the developer just goes like, okay, well, we're being paid by Shaw and TELUS can't do anything with us at this stage anyway, so we're just going to build the building. And then TELUS to be able to get service into that building would have to like chop up tear out yeah. like walls they'd have to chop up the building they'd have to swiss cheese the building to fit all their new conduit in so they can actually service the building so tons of apartments in BC like a huge amount of new apartments don't have telus access and it's just like why is this even allowed that's the most monopolistic thing i've ever heard in the isp space why is that allowed I, I, I don't understand. I've never understood. Um, yeah, like some, someone in Floodplain chat said, it's BS. It sounds like local monopolies. It absolutely is. You're, you're buying into an apartment building is buying into an ISP at this point, yeah. which is nuts. Which was actually a deciding factor for Luke when yes. he was shopping for his place. He because was like, Shaw's fiber isn't fiber. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, we got Luke with the spicy thing now. <laughs> it's not. Okay, they go fiber to the node. They advertise it as fiber. It's so frustrating. They go fiber to the node. They go copper to your place. Telus goes fiber to your place. Yes. I I prefer Telus right now because they're not just like TH baby blatantly lying Fiber to the home. Yeah, like that's so much better. Why are you Oh my goodness. I have two and a half gig now. Oh, we have fiber because we go fiber to the node. Yeah, you've been doing that forever. Yeah, fiber to the node. How else were you gonna get internet service to the node? Like, like what were what were you gonna do? Send send smoke signals to the node? Like, <laughs> you had fiber up the internet's been a thing for decades. Yeah, it's so frustrating. How else were you gonna cover that distance? It's honestly pathetic. Step your game up. Because like we we used to be a a like Shaw house. My my parents' house had access to both. Yep. And I I like my brother and I like sat our parents down one time and we were like, we got to switch to Shaw. Shaw's the way to yep. go. And they did it. And we were stoked for a long time. Yep. And now they're just oh, like, tell us his ADSL. It was terrible. Like the number of times this was my ex-girlfriend in high school, like my high school, sweetheart, girlfriend, the number of times I had to bring Telus to her house. Cause Shaw wasn't available there. Cause I was, we were out. Fuck nowhere. Maple Ridge. Okay. <laughs> and so they had no access to Shaw and, 
I had to bring them up, I swear to you, like half a dozen times, and every single time they diagnosed a completely separate issue, their ADSL service went down all the time. It was so frustrating. And man, their customer service was so bad back then. Yeah. Anyway. I just, I, so like I, I used to be on the Shaw side, and then fiber started becoming a thing, and Shaw just stayed in the past. Yeah, they were like, well, what? Don't you like coax? Isn't don't you like fine? coax, bro? In this in this age of like everyone on the planet trying to be a streamer, don't isn't it fine that we have this non-symmetrical? You you buy like nine hundred down, and no matter <laughs> what we up. advertise you, you get like ten up or twenty <laughs> yeah. up, and then and then like Shaw Shaw does their their speeds as this is another allegedly, um, but Shaw does their speeds as far as my understanding goes as like sections. Yeah. Oh, they do because it's uh, not, not fiber to the house. Yeah. So, so it's all shared. So it's all shared. So in yep. peak times, you're like 10 up, goes down to like five. And it's like, oh, I just can't do anything. Now, to be oh, clear, goodness. any ISP is over-provisioning. That yeah. is actually normal. And that's, I don't mind that to a certain degree. No. But at, at peak times, I can speed test my TELUS stuff, and it's pretty much what I'm paying for. Yeah. Uh, so mine when they first put good. it in i first paid for gigabit and it was like faster i was like oh no, a no, lot no, of not, the time not, i couldn't check the gig no it was when i went to 500 at first and it was faster than 500 and then i had no way of knowing if i was faster than gigabit until i upgraded to greater than gigabit gear later and it was actually a little sense. higher than gigabit i i have found if you don't test during like absolute peak telus connections are usually faster than advertised and like yes i'm not i'm not a telus show there are downsides but yeah. right now it's n it's not a competition Man, TELUS has managed to screw up almost every single interaction I've ever had with them. Even when we had our ITEL uh, fiber network put in here, when we first upgraded to, I guess it was Gigabit when so we first So ITEL, did it. just for some context, as yeah. far as my understanding goes, is a small company that runs off of TELUS's backbone, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so they, they do their own stuff. Like, they do actual engineering and stuff. They're not just, like, some cheapo reseller. And they, like, put down dark fiber and stuff, too, right? But they are, but they are not, they're, they're cool. like, a national-tier ISP yeah. either. They're, they're a relatively small shop, although they've grown a lot in the time we've known them. So when oh, we cool. first huh. engaged with them, they're basically just leasing, uh, they're leasing capacity from TELUS. And their, their CTO and I spent literally, like, it was either an hour or two hours on the phone trying to diagnose why our upload speed was like a tenth of what it was supposed to be. And it turns out that some, some Butterfingers, numbnuts at TELUS just entered, missed a zero. <laughs> <laughs> took forever to fix it. Oh, my goodness. Like, okay. Like, literally, everything I've ever done with TELUS has kind of been a cluster. But the product these days is very good. So that's that I had. You got to give credit where credit is due. All right. You got to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> yeah. So people in chat are saying some ISPs boost their speeds when you go to speedtest.net. Uh, sure. But there's other ways to test speed. Yeah. Like I, I've I got a two say. and a half gigabit connection at home and I was downloading games off Steam at 280 megabytes a second. Yeah. Like, like I, I have surpassed my rated speeds on Steam as well. Like it's, it's regularly, yeah, and and Origin and like other services, like it's, it's it's fast. The the one thing that you get with Telus right now is it's fast, is fast, and that latency. Mm. You get speed, you get latency. Get that good latency. The actual connections are really good. Just dealing with them isn't exactly the greatest thing ever. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Yeah. Speaking of dealing with them not being the greatest thing ever, why don't we talk about Apple's launch of their self service repair program? 
American Apple customers can now take advantage of Apple's self-service repair program to fix their mobile devices by going to this completely generic-looking website. That's wow. right, my friends. You That's too domain. can go to selfservicerepair.com. This is actually home. Apple? I know, right? Uh, apparently, it's run Wait, by a third-party sure? company. It's run by a third-party company. Yeah, okay. But yes, these are genuine Apple parts and genuine Apple tools. But this isn't... Yeah, this isn't... Like, it literally is not Apple, though. So the site has all the parts, tools, and manuals available to perform repairs on iPhones going back to the 12. Um, uh, Jonathan Horst editorializes... Not handy, as 11 and older are the models that will be needing repair right now. That's a very fair criticism. Yep. And so far, one can repair... Man, are we converting Horst to, like, not an Apple, just, like, lover? I feel like Horst's takes on apples have gotten more and more cynical the longer he's been here. Oh, boy. Love you, Jonathan. You do a great job over at Mac address. I try not... Honestly, I, I try to have nothing to do with the editorial direction over there. I think just being around here, I'll just... I'll pop by his desk and... stupid. <laughs> He'll be like, oh, why do you say it? I'm like, well, I don't know, this, this, and this. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I can try and integrate. No, 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 no. Just, just do your thing. Do, do your thing. thing. Yeah. Do your thing. Uh, anyway, so far, one can repair the battery, bottom speaker, rear camera, display, tactic engine, and SIM tray. Uh, okay. It's thorough, but not easy looking. Users are to play Apple, are to play Apple Repair Genius for a day. Oh, okay. Um, for example, repairing anything requires using the heated display removal fixture and the display press. Oh, I see. So they give you guides and tools and everything, but only to do it the like official way, not necessarily the cheap and or efficient way. So people in chat are saying that they charge you the same price that you would pay at the Genius Bar. Well, that's the problem is these, uh, <laughs> these tools are available for purchase for 256 and $216 respectively. So this is the heated display removal fixture and the display press. Uh, but repairers can rent the entire kit for a week for $49. The issue is that the economics are sort of difficult to justify. So on an iPhone 12 display, a screw kit costs $268 while going to the Apple store costs $279. So you literally save $10 to do it yourself. However, nice. if you send back your parts, you do get a discount of $33.60 for a display. So for $40 of savings, you get to do it yourself. When <clears throat> honestly, for OEM grade parts, like you 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 could definitely do this for a lot cheaper than that. <laughs> um Okay. Our discussion questions are, what are you most happy to see with this program? I'm most happy that the program exists at all. Because now, now the first, the first, you know, okay, let's say we're trying to move a really big rock, you know? I'm not. That That's my first, take. You're not. Well, can, can I? Can, nope. Can, because I feel like this is going to be their, look, we did it, move, and they will not improve. Okay. That's my concern. I think the bigger picture, no offense. Wow. I think the bigger picture is we know that right to repair has a long way to go. And if nothing else, this is that first little bit of movement of the rock. Is it good enough? No. No. I believe it will improve over time just by merit of 
them not removing access to iPhone 12 stuff when the 14 and 15, 16, 17 launch. Like, I, I feel like, I hope, like... I mean, we'll see. The back catalog of parts will expand just by nature of new things coming out and not we'll removing access to that stuff. That would be really awful. If I think throwing just... it under one of the worst websites I've seen in, like, a decade um, and under a third party really doesn't help a lot of adoption. Luke, like, if you land steps. if you land on Spot's website here... Um, yeah, and the... Should I throw it to you? Sure. Yeah. The little logo in the corner. Um, and if you if you see that the logo is literally just plain text, like if I land on this website, I'm leaving immediately because I'm concerned about the security of my computer. Uh, like I'm not I'm not I'm not buying something through this thinking that it's actually official. It's clear that Apple could have made this official but decided not to. Yes. Now, now that's not to say that working through a third party is necessarily bad. We no. praised Valve for yeah. working through third parties like iFixit on the Steam Deck, um, like, right-to-repair uh, initiative, so making parts available to, to end users. But the reason we did that is, well, they partnered with someone reputable. Uh, they partnered with more than one partner. And, I mean, is that, okay, do we need to give reasons other than that? No, I mean, like, the, and I'm not trying <laughs> to dog on, on small companies by any means. It's just this website literally looks like a scam. Like Apple would have made it look more Apple. And yeah. an Apple customer, I think, is going to want it to look a little more Apple. But can I come back to my point? Back to my point where no if this. Apple is doing this, <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe it becomes the industry norm to do at least this. Or maybe, maybe now that it's a conversation, now that an Apple customer even becomes aware of the concept of being able to get replacement parts for your hardware... And, and perform repairs yourself or do them for your friends. Like if I was a high school student or something like that, then how, how cool would it be if I could repair all of my friends' iPhones? I mean, I'm not going to buy I guess parts, I would just... just... Getting the word out is good. So maybe we see one-upmanship start to happen in the space. I'm just... That's I'm what worried, I want. I'm worried that in this case, due to the way that they did it, and this is going to be a weird thing to argue, but in this case, due to the way that they did it, getting the word out might actually be bad. I know that sounds nuts, but my argument for that is the pricing is so bad. The pricing is so egregiously bad. The website that it lands you on is so sketchy looking. There's no about us. You can't figure out who these people even are. I'm on your screen now. There's no. You look at the bottom. Contact us is just like the most basic. It's not even loading now. There we go. Contact us is just like open a chat and here's a random phone number. There's no about us. There's nothing. Like, who are these people? I don't want to like send them a huge amount of money. That's uh, one of the first things that I do when I go to a website is about check us. about us and find out where they're located yeah. and then cross-reference that with like some kind of geographical resource like Google Maps. Make sure they're actually Who real. are you? Yeah. What's your building look like? Yeah. Um, and then, so pricing is super bad and it looks super sketchy. So to me, getting the word out this way feels like they're actually turning people off and making them pushing them into a defeatist mentality where they're like, I have to get it repaired by Apple. There is no other solution because this is the solution that is being exposed to me in the easiest way possible, and it's trash. That's well, my argument. I can't argue that, but I just would like to I would like to feel better about this. <laughs> so if yeah, I need to I don't live know. in my delusional little magic minus world. I hope it works out. I hope you're right. I hope people see this and go yeah. like, oh, maybe there's alternatives. And then they work with whatever local shop yeah. or or they just research things themselves and try to do it themselves if they're if they're 
little technically after whatever like that that would be fantastic i hope it goes that direction i just feel like honestly (laughs) it feels kind of weird to say like a website made me lose hope like almost immediately but it really did <laughs> like it, it's, it's just so sketchy looking um okay uh what's the url yeah, for the dashboard for the uh, merch messages again i just realized i don't have it up i don't exactly want to say can it. i just see it yeah okay i think oh really it's not gonna auto fill for me oh my god no that's not it Oh my gosh. Like this, this thing that, okay. You know that what? That didn't complete. Um, wait, go to I'll your... check my history. I'll see if I can bring it up. I can send it to the email that's on that computer. Okay. Yeah, that would help. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, fine. Uh, oh, uh, the, 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 the RMS journal in float plane chat says, I've been thinking about the availability of parts. Wouldn't it be worse for the environment to continue producing iPhone 12 parts six or seven years after it released? Wouldn't having a ton of batteries and other parts lying around for years be bad too? So no, they, they would keep them in production. There's so many iPhone 12s out there. And there will be so many iPhone 12s out there, even six, seven years from now, because to Apple's credit, they do do an excellent job of providing software updates for their devices that, yeah, you would be able to justify doing small production runs. And no, they wouldn't be lying around for years at a time. And you might say, okay, well, you know, all these parts are effectively, you know, manufactured e-waste because you're putting them into old devices that are not going to last. But that's the thing. As long as those parts are available, you can actually keep running those devices on life support. That's good because when you make a new device, well, you're making the whole device, not just yeah. those parts of it. So also, Also, it's not like they aren't going to like monitor their demand and produce for that like they, they don't just have like an entire factory pumping out iphone 8 screens for the end until the end of time as fast as they possibly can apparently the repair manuals are at least on the apple website yeah when you click the manuals button it just completely redirects you to yes, apple i know which, which also is also not really how that's sketchy. supposed to work i know i know <laughs> I, I did that as well i didn't even want to bring it up because it was like sketchy but not as sketchy as the other things so like i, I don't know i'm not sold man and like again i don't want to rag on a small company but you, they got to fix these things you got to look legitimate when you're on the internet. Um, Raven Darrett says you can run the devices, but as people, we seem to toss away working stuff for new shiny things all the time regardless. Right. But we want those devices to go to someone. Right? That's the point. <clears throat> as long as it still works. It's like buying a new car does not turn your old car into an environmental disaster immediately. Someone will drive that car and they will, dri- they will go buy that car instead of a brand new one. Also, with enhanced repairability, you might shift the culture to being more interested in keeping devices going. There's a significant amount of people that are completely fine with their phones. Yes. But the battery is not okay. So they buy a new phone. I'm honestly getting a little bit tired of my folding phone. I picked up my Note 9 the other night because, like, my battery was low on this and I just needed something. mention it. And... I was like, oh, it still feels so good. Yeah. I might put a new battery in it and just like rock the Note 9 for another couple of years. I don't know, man. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Wicked Peruvian is really mad at you criticizing the website, by the way. 
says, hey, my Uncle Barry made that website for like two hours. <laughs> and it was super hard for him. Yeah, I just... Uh, like, like design actually matters for a lot of reasons other than just like, ooh, pretty. It, it, it makes a website feel more legitimate. It makes a company feel more legitimate. It you, you need to stay up to date so that people don't think that your website has been abandoned. Um, you need to have an about us page so people can, again, add legitimacy to you. If I haven't heard of your company and I'm going to spend a bunch of money with you, I something that I very often do, you mentioned how one of the first things you do when you go to a website is you go to the about us. Yeah. One of the first things I do is how does this company make money? Yeah, because a lot of times I want to make sure that whatever thing I'm using has a reasonable way of making money. It because makes if sense. It, if it doesn't, then I'm going to be like, why are they? How are they profiting off of me? And yes. am I actually okay with it? <laughs> if if it's like, oh, they're clearly profiting off of me because I'm buying some service or I'm buying something that adds legitimacy legitimacy to me. But then I want to see like who the team is, etc. I actually care about those things, um, and and I know the 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 greater world does as well so like please update the website we need to do a couple merch messages for those of you who haven't noticed already or you're new to the show uh merch messages are down there if you buy something on lttstore.com during the show while we are live you can enter a merch message uh some of them will just end up showing on the show so if you want to do shout outs for your friends or family that's an awesome place to put it uh some of them will be curated by our producer bell who is going to actually read us a couple of those for us to address them do you want to start at the top because i have already got an answer in my mind for that one brendan asks with elon buying twitter how much money would someone have to offer you to sell LTT? Whew. Um, I think if they offered $44 billion. $44 billion would be pretty hard to say no to. I'd have to wonder what the terms are. <laughs> like, am I some kind of, like, sex slave for the rest of my life as part of the, as part of the deal? I mean, you never know with the elites, right? It's I mean, true. Man, yeah, fair enough. The kinds of rumors that swirl around the billionaire class are just, like, hilarious. Like, did you ever hear the one about I mean, how the this co- is the amount? Sorry, you were in the middle of saying something, but what what was that guy's name? Who had the island? He's super sketchy, dude. Oh, uh, what, what's his face? Uh, the guy Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah. The amount of them that had photos with that dude, or like hung out with him a lot. It's like <laughs> there's a lot of rumors. Yeah. <laughs> might be true. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you ever hear the know. one about the co-founders of one of the Fang companies? I, I just don't feel like naming them because it could sure. be not accurate. But yeah, allegedly, one whatever. of the co-founders of one of one of the Fangs uh, apparently had a soundproof room for conducting meetings, completely soundproof. Oh yeah, but like apparently it was like in their home. Oh, and I'm sitting here going, <laughs> "What do you need that for?" I, I don't know if I mentioned this on WAN, but there's a, there's a conf- <laughs> I struggle to say confirmed. Allegedly, there's a there's a couple people that were founders of one kind of fangy company, yeah, and a, and a single person who was a founder of another company that isn't technically included in Fang, but it it would yeah, be that uh, that had an apartment that was completely sound blocked off that they would go to on a private elevator up to that apartment. It's completely soundproofed. There's a chef that has a different entry. That goes to a kitchen. They leave food in like a certain area that is completely blocked off. They they have no access from the kitchen into the rest of the apartment. And then to get the food, the chef has to leave and then they go in and get their food. And they have meetings in there. Or at least used to. Crazy. <laughs> Nuts. Blood sale admiral over in float plane chat. Can I just shout you out for this being hilarious? Uh, hearsay. 
and I, I'm assuming this is a Johnny Depp Amber Heard <laughs> trial reference here. Objection, hearsay. Did you see the one where Amber Heard's lawyer literally asks a question himself. and then objects to his <laughs> yeah. own question? <laughs> Look, man, I don't normally I don't normally destroyer. wade into like celebrity drama because it's not really my cup of tea because I don't, it's it's just kind of a bottomless pit. Yeah, but also that I gotta say, based on how things are going so far, I'm pretty team Johnny on this one. I just she have, is not looking good. I have not really followed it that closely, but I've been finding it very funny. Like I saw that clip. Um, my my girlfriend oh, sent man. me a, a few other clips that have just been very entertaining. Yes, um, Zetherion. He objected to his own question. The judge was extra confused. He he. You you watch him like stumble afterwards. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Oh man, he just he he objected to so many things. I don't know. I haven't been giving up to it. I shouldn't say anything. But um, he yeah, objected it's, it's to apparently he objected to the testimony of the person that was testifying. No, he was prepping to object to the answer Depp was giving, not the question he was asking. Okay, either way. It, it wasn't was even Depp talking. Hilarious. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care about Whatever, the details. Yeah. Either way, it was hilarious. Very and I loved it. It was amazing. Top tier humor. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. How much money would someone have to offer you to sell LTT? Well, I can tell you for a fact that even if I got an offer that was that was millions of dollars, um, right now I am not at a stage in my career. And I, I think I speak for myself. Uh, I speak for my wife, who, as most of you, I think, probably know, you guys are WAN show regulars. Uh, my wife, who is my business partner, so we are pretty much 50-50 owners. It's a little complicated. Have I ever told the story about how I went full ego trip and I was like, can I have 51%? Back when we were setting up the company. Oh, that's incredibly lame. I, I, I legitimately... Okay, so hold on a second. My justification for it is actually not completely ridiculous. Would would you like to hear my justification or would you like to sit there judging me? Uh, I'm going to do both. You're going to do both. Okay. My justification for it is that I I liked being like the majority shareholder, founder, whatever. But at the end of the day, because we're married with no prenuptial agreement whatsoever, if we were to split up, my 51% goes half to me and half to her and her 49% goes half to me and half to fucking anyway. It actually doesn't matter. So I was like, look, this doesn't matter. I just want to be like, Lions Media Group, I I I I have the controlling, you know, interest or whatever. And it was like, it was totally stupid and I totally get it, but it also totally doesn't matter. And she and I both knew it at the time. So that's my justification for it. It actually doesn't make a difference. Okay. Are you still judging? Yeah. I mean, it's still stupid. <laughs> Is it less lame? Linus and shares has always been an interesting thing. <laughs> that, that's all I'll say. <laughs> and I'm not surprised is another thing that I will say. I like, look, I like b controlling the direction of the company. Entirely, in every possible way. Yeah. Have I done a bad job? Yes. No, no, it's been good. Oh, my God. What a dick. <laughs> what, what, what a dick. As I sit here and drink from my my LTT store water bottle, wearing my my LTT store underwear and LTT store shirt, yeah, it's been horrible. Yeah, I've clearly done a very bad job. So so anyway, I I was just like, can, can, and and I asked if she had said no, it would have been fifty fifty. And Wait, she said yes. Yeah, she was like, fine, whatever. I mean, well, she let me call it Linus Media Group too. 
Yeah. I, I was open to other ideas. That's true. <laughs> Just, I kind of want to change it. You know what? And in fairness okay, to me, so- in fairness to me, I recently offered to do another nine years the other way around. I was like, tell you what, how about we do the paperwork? You know, if it, I want us to, I want, I want you to feel like we were having a conversation where like she felt like I was overriding something. And I was like, look, no, I don't want you to feel like that. Yes, I have my convictions and I have my opinions and there's a way that I feel we should do it. But I don't, it's not that I, it's not that I'm not listening or it's not that we can't do it your way. It's also, I tend to be a very passionate arguer. That's all. True. Fair enough. You've also traditionally, and you've gotten a lot better specifically with Yvonne lately. Um, and it seems like she's appreciating it, which is cool. But you've also had uh, maybe some uh, tendencies to not exactly share the credit. Um, yes, that's fair. Or I, accolades for things in the past. I tend to speak in the singular. Yvonne has, yes. in fairness again to me, Yvonne has, oh boy, she's going to watch this. Yvonne has made her own bed to an extent when it comes to how public facing she is. There have that doesn't been that does not countless that is not an excuse that there does have not been count countless no, opportunities no. just like with those you're wrong so with what I'm wrong with these <laughs> yes when you said like like that's not a fair question to ask or whatever in the pre-show oh um, I no, no, no. ended up being no, no, no. right so so she she decided to take that stance and then things that she did were claimed as actions from you well what what whoa, whoa, whoa hold on what did i take i'm not going to be able to give good examples of this i'm talking about over the last 10 years and this is something that she has approached oh, you oh about well here's an accusation well. but i'm afraid objection okay hearsay here's- <laughs> okay that would be fair and it would stand up in court you get that but you know this is a thing objection hearsay Ugh. And again, From I did a legal give you standpoint, the, I, I'm winning this argument. You, you are. Um, <laughs> and I did say, however, that it has gotten better recently. It, well, the thing especially is, in the in the two like the two more recent videos that she has shown up in. Yep. Um, there's been a lot more more like she shared. has she has expressed more desire to Fair enough, to, yeah. to play a more public role. Yeah. And and honestly, like I think part of it is that she just didn't have the energy. To play a public role for a long time. Fair enough. Like she was, she. You got to understand. The thing is that Yvonne's biggest contribution to Linus Media Group was actually made working at a different company than Linus Media Group, because without Yvonne's seed capital, like financial support arm, Linus <laughs> Media Group does not exist. Yeah, it never makes it to this stage, and then without her ongoing financial guidance, it never, it never hits that hockey stick moment where it takes off. And all of that is stuff that takes place inherently kind of behind the scenes, especially when you're so busy working on that stuff that you don't have time to go say, I don't know, start a, 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 a cupcake decorating channel as, as an offshoot that we, that we promote to try to build our female audience or all the legitimate business cases that we could make for Yvonne taking a more front and center role. It's also not something that she's always been the most comfortable with. I mean, sometimes, and, you know... Hasn't always loved being on camera. Sorry? Hasn't always loved being on camera. No. And and sometimes, you know, if I had to, if I had to pick my wife's biggest flaw, it's insecurity. Literally, her biggest flaw is not realizing how awesome she is, which I think is not going to land me on the couch. But that's not why I chose it. I, that's actually true. And it's something that I've been chasing her about pretty much since the day we met. Because especially when we met, boy, was I ever punching up. Like, 
She's nettled, man. <laughs> she, she, like, and you know this isn't a dig. That's very true. <laughs> I'm just like, gonna say, guys out there, find an insecure chick because she's wow. gonna do so much better than oh, you would have done otherwise. Not a great take. No, Yikes. I'm okay. obviously kidding. I'm just saying. But in all seriousness, I was I was, in my opinion, clearly punching up. And yeah. over the years, it's yeah. still it's been something that she struggled with that she hasn't realized. Like how one of my favorite songs. Okay, one of the songs that reminds me of her most is One Direction's "You Don't Know You're Beautiful," because she just like has no idea. I'll be like, "Yeah, you did great," and she'll be like, "Oh, oh, I could have fixed this hundred things." I'm like, "Yeah, you could have, but you did great." Like, I know, who cares? especially. I I heard about this, especially more early on. It might still be a thing. I don't know, uh, but I know she was very self conscious about. Uh, her, her work here as well oh i know it's oh like, man actually you're you're kicking bleep button but i, I don't know where it is it's but ass. oh you can say ass i think it's fine ass i don't know fine. whatever sounds good <laughs> uh but like it it's just but but it was i feel like it was very hard for her to see that yep um and and i think that's like i don't know what necessarily changed um but but something changed there where she she wanted more recognition. And I feel like maybe it was her seeing that. Maybe. And then being like, now I want the accolades, which is cool because she deserves them. I mean, it's to be clear, guys, uh, you know, this is something that I have talked to Yvonne about extensively over the years. This is not something that's going to be some kind of a surprise for her. We have an extremely open i don't want to say an extremely <laughs> open relationship that is almost we were so close <laughs> i was watching that train go at that wall <laughs> it, didn't quite hit the, it didn't quite hit the wall got a little off the rails we have a policy of extremely open communication in go. our nice. relationship because we yeah. wouldn't have made it this far without it and there are times when honestly she will just tell me yeah this is something that I could take a more a more of a front facing role on, but honestly, I just I just don't feel like talking to people right now. Why don't Why don't you announce it or why don't you say it or you know I I like the way you say it. Just and I go. will say in the in the credit to both of you as well as someone who's literally lived with you for an extended period of time, conflict resolution seems quite strong. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Yeah, Luke has probably overheard far more than really I realized at the time, and I'm comfortable with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Our walls are not as thick as I think we like assumed. Yeah, not so much. That's okay though. Um, yeah, but you know, what we 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 really do live by principles like never go to bed angry. Yeah. Um, even if it means we're up till four in the morning, like you just can't. Anyway, the point is not to get into like relationships yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. The point is How do that we even get to this topic. Yes, I have. I have not given oh. enough credit to her over the years it has always been my it's been my my instinct i mean i think it's okay oh boy here we go more hot takes i do find it takes a certain type to get into a social media role you have to be an attention seeker to a degree there are exceptions but you have to at least enjoy whatever type of spotlight it is that you end up taking for yourself whether it's a more behind the scenes kind of spotlight like a cgp great whether you like having people whether you like just just sharing and educating you're still you're still in a spotlight even if it's like a necessary evil kind of spotlight yeah so you, you might have hate to... it i mean we've we've seen this by people who who like 
uh, become internet famous by accident, basically. Yeah, but you have to at least be able to tolerate it. it. You have to have a yeah. certain amount of, of charisma, right? And that's not something that comes naturally to everyone. I forget why I started this sentence. So it doesn't really matter. We're talking about how much money it would take to sell it. Oh, thing. right. Yeah, how much money it would take. I have, a, I have another thing if you're still thinking about it. No, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, okay. Okay, but hit me, hit me. So I often have to reference what Floatplane does by saying, by trying to reference all of the companies. Because at this point, we do a certain amount of thing for all of the companies. And yeah. especially with the hiring and expansion that yeah. we're doing, we're going to be doing even more of that, which is great. But saying all of the companies or like the greater companies or the companies under the numbered umbrella or whatever is getting really <laughs> annoying. Yeah, we do kind of need a name for our our umbrella organization. And yeah. I and, and it should be something different. Honestly, what I would like to do over the next three to five years is remove the Linus branding from everything that we do. I would like Linus Tech Tips to become LTT. And I slip up sometimes, but I'm I'm trying to get in the habit of only referring to it as LTT. Like sometimes in a video, uh, it'll be like, are we going to do this halfway? No, this is Linus Tech Tips, baby. You know, and so I want to be like, no, this is LTT. Like I want to I want to shift that branding. Um, I mean, we've already been doing it on the merch for years now. We almost yeah. never print Linus on anything um, because it's just it's just time to move away from it. I there's so many more people here. It's all it's it's group. It's not Linus anymore, right? When the Linus Media Group thing. Oh, call it group group. I'm not calling it group group. It sounds like fish, like grouper group or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, um, no, we're not calling it Umbrella Corp. That's very funny though. Um, so I want to move Linus Tech Chips away. I want Linus Media Group to become a brand that we sort of phase out. And then I want to create a, a brand for that umbrella organization that contains LTT productions or whatever. Okay. That contains Creator Warehouse, that contains Floatplane. And I would like to I'd like to do all the branding around that because Labs. it's becoming clear to me as we go that and this is coming back around to the question, it's becoming clear to me as we go that we are eventually going to have to raise capital in some way. We cannot, Yvonne and I cannot keep reinvesting personally and doubling down every single time that we need to grow, whether it's labs, whether it's backpacks and screwdrivers, whatever it is, whatever it was, new facility. At some point, the, the not stupid, excuse me, the not stupid thing to do is take some kind of outside capital in some way. And uh, I think that if we were to raise some kind of funds, we would want to do it as that umbrella organization rather than as one of the individual silos within it. So but yeah, having having some form of name and being able to point at that name as like something that's legitimate would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a Warnick very, it's Enterprises very... Limited. Not bad. Not bad. Arvare <laughs> says, please don't go public. So there's lots of different ways to raise funds. Um, going public is go public. obviously one of them, but it's far from the only way to do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it, I don't know what it looks like. Um, yeah. New Wanak Incorporated. Nice. Uh, all right. So it was with Elon buying Twitter, how much money would someone have to offer you to sell LTT? So coming back to the question, I have 
spoken with the executive team here. I have spoken with Yvonne. We are not at a place where we are ready to sell. And so the offer kind of doesn't matter. And the reason for that is that whatever the offer is, is going to be based on business fundamentals, like your, uh, what is it, earnings before uh, interest, tax, and uh, whatever, your, your EBITDA, okay? So it could be based on that. It could be based on some kind of multiple of revenue, but there, there are formulas for valuing a business. And we are in a position right now where we believe we have such a period of explosive growth ahead of us with Creator Warehouse, uh, with new channels, with the lab, that we would be stupid to take any kind of offer today rather than what would come a year, two, or three years from now. Yeah. And that's really exciting. So I just don't want... And I don't think that we would be able to guide this organization toward the success that we think we're headed towards if we didn't have full control. Am I a control freak? Yes. It was a rhetorical question, asshole. But Yes. Yes, I am. I was going to answer it. I was going to give because you the same you are. <laughs> Dude, okay. The most hilarious thing to me was back in the house when you were pushing me to show up on camera really hard but couldn't actually let me have a video just by myself either. That dichotomy was one of the weirdest things to have to like work out in my brain ever. Um, he would run downstairs because he'd realize we were filming something, but he would realize it too late or he'd be on a call or something. And you'd literally hear him sprinting from his desk downstairs to get in the shot and would like dive into the shot as I'm doing the outro to make sure that he was in it. I was actually kind of just having fun with you. <laughs> but there's probably there's probably some kind of broken psychological we'll, we'll, we'll disorder. We'll call him A, we'll call him B. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> All right, I, I am archiving that. We're not going to talk about that anymore. And we should probably talk about sponsor spots before we do a couple more topics, do some more some more merch nice. messages here. Yeah. The show is brought to you by... Thanks to Mac Weldon for sponsoring today's show. It's no secret we all want to look our best, especially as we enter the sunny days of spring. Mac Weldon is the expert when it comes to stylus essentials perfect for the new season. Whether you want to upgrade your loungewear or need gear that stands up for the changing weather, Mac Weldon has exactly what you're looking for. Now, I've got their Ace sweatpants, One Mile Slippers, Air Knit X socks, and Prima Crew Neck, and let me tell you, I would live in these if I could. In fact, with Mack Weldon's daily wear system, their clothes work together great, whether I'm headed into the office, going to the grocery store, or just hanging out on the couch playing Elden Ring, so I, I pretty much do live in these. Getting dressed takes no effort at all, which is perfect because I, I, mean, I won't do it if it takes too much effort. For anyone looking to step up their daily routine, do not miss these. Check out Mack Weldon for yourself and save 20% on your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com slash WANSHOW and enter promo code WANSHOW. Again, that's MacWeldon.com slash WANSHOW and enter promo code WANSHOW for 20% off. Find your perfect look for spring today. Thanks to ShipStation for sponsoring today's show. If you run an e-commerce business, you probably feel like it's about time people stop treating e-commerce giants better just because they're bigger. And you're absolutely right. That's why ShipStation gives e-commerce sellers of all sizes access to the same deeply discounted rates, usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. It's no wonder why ShipStation is already trusted by over 100,000 sellers. Terrified of dealing with international shipping? Don't be. ShipStation makes it a breeze to ship anywhere around the world, so scale away. ShipStation can handle it. 
They work with over 45 different carriers, so it's easy to compare rates and delivery times to quickly find the best option every time. And they work with 300 platforms like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, and more to automate processes like fulfillment and tracking, so you can save more time managing orders. In fact, 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it for as long as they're in business. So don't let the big guys keep all the good discounts to themselves. Use our offer code WAN to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months of stress-free shipping for free. Save time, save money, and save your sanity by heading over to ShipStation.com, clicking on the microphone at the top of the page, and typing in WAN. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Can I show you my thing yet? You want to see my thing? Yeah, but before we do that, someone, someone I want to in... show you my thing, though. My thing's down here. I want to show it to you. I'm down, dude. All right, fine. Anytime. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Uh, Full Plane Chat came up with an amazing... I didn't want to say it during the thing, just in case they didn't like it. Oh, for sure. But Full Plane <laughs> Chat came up with an amazing uh, sales pitch for Squarespace, oh. which is... Do you want to, beautiful. Do you want to no? make your... Way... Oh, I missed that one. Do you want to make your website not look like Apple's repair site? <laughs> Honestly, you could build a better looking site in like a day on Squarespace. Not like 10 minutes. Probably, yeah. Well, okay. All the all pictures the were you stock. Got... Oh, you're not even wrong. The buttons are just like links to other website and it's just basic text. You could literally, okay, maybe 10 minutes is too low. At At max, honestly, I think you could recreate a better website than that in like under two hours. And this is not like we're done the Squarespace spot. This is not a sponsored yeah, bit. I know. I just like we actually just like do use it, and it actually is really easy to use. And that site is horrible. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing unique or or interesting really there. You're just filling out like, especially if you could just copy paste the text over, mm -hmm. then you're just done. Like almost yeah, immediately. I know. I know. It's the longest part would be like picking a theme. Okay. Can I show you this? Thing yes. Down yeah. Here? What's what's going on? Okay. I'm sure you recognize. I'm sure you recognize this. Yeah, the Frogger machine. Enough. It's a reference <laughs> to the pre-show. Sarah and I ended up in an argument over whether Frogger was available on Game Gear and whether her assuming that it was was her trolling me, which it turned out it wasn't. It turned out that the system does not have Frogger, but it turns out that all the engineering was actually done. It was just never released. You can get it as a ROM. So her assuming that was not her trolling me. That's where we ended up. I was kind of right, but I was also mostly wrong. The pre-shows are pretty cool. If you want to check them out, subscribe to Floatplane. Yeah, you should definitely because be subscribed the, to Floatplane. the VOD, including the pre-show, is is on Floatplane. Exclusively week. on Floatplane. Yeah. Um, also, like lots of behind the scenes. Like if you're not on Floatplane, yeah, it's come actually on, been guys. popping off lately. Oh yeah, RD is doing a lot of amazing, really good content. Amazing job of the behind the scenes, like meet the team, uh, cutting room floor stuff. There's some great exclusives. We actually took a day off this week, so as a surprise, yeah. To everyone that. but me, Yvonne, and Chase. I think... Oh, no, the executives knew. Yeah. Yeah, you knew. Okay, yeah. so uh, so the C-suite, the executive managers, and then Chase, who's our event coordinator, knew. But everyone else showed up for work on Tuesday morning, thinking they were showing up for work. But at 9.45, a school bus drove into the parking lot. We all got on it, <laughs> went bowling, went to Boston Pizza for lunch, and then we went to see Uncharted in our own private theater and then came back to the office and everyone went home. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually amazing. We've never cool. done anything like it before. It was genuinely really fun. Except I couldn't really, my shoulders all screwed up. So I couldn't really like, I was bowling left-handed. But it was really fun regardless. Yeah. I, honestly, the point of bowling is not it, bowling. It's to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was cool to be able to, the, the flow plane team like, you know, doesn't get out much. So it was cool to be able to like have the, the flow plane people mingle with other people that work here and all that kind of stuff. It was a really good day. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Anyway, the point is, um, wait, what were we talking about? Dang it. Right. 
Um, Artie, even though I told him not to work, I explicit did I explicitly tell everyone no work? You did. I did. He just, I don't know, maybe actually enjoys his job, I guess, but decided to like vlog it. And so there's an exclusive vlog on Floatplane with some of our bowling antics and stuff like that. So yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, it was, it, it was really fun. It was really fun. Um, anyway, the point is, what is this? It's a, it's a Game Gear. Right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I'm finally answering the question. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anything? Is there anything about this particular? Hold on. Let me just get it kind of dialed in for you a little bit here. Is this the glass front? Oh, that's it. Okay. Can you just chill okay. for a second? All right, okay. All right, God. All right, all right. Jeez, you, you got to ruin all the surprises. <laughs> you can never have a surprise with this guy. Well, the... Okay. So, is there anything about this that kind of stands out to you playing it? So, I never had. I've literally never used. This is the first time I've ever held a Game Gear in my life. Really? Yeah. This was like my childhood console. I had I had a SNES and I had a Game Gear and then I moved to my mom's house and then I had neither of them and I had no consoles ever again. I had a Game Boy original and then I had a Game Boy Advance. That was it. Okay, so you're uh Well, we had I think back in the 90s um you know, it doesn't matter what happened in the 90s. 90s was green seems pretty original. The screen is definitely pretty original. So this is the reason that the show was late. I wish I'd taken a picture of what it entailed to turn it into this. Oh, so this is new. Okay. This okay. is completely original. A, a little rough. This is an A5 Game Gear. But like it... Okay. I mean, it's a Game Gear, so... Well, I, I, mean, I can already immediately tell. When it was here, I could tell. It's <laughs> a brand crazy. new IPS display. Man, we are wow. going to have to get heavy into like retro console modding and stuff. Honestly, man... When I was when I was that's working legit. on this with Dan, oh, that's so much better. Is that incredible? That's or what? actually like uh, so much because the screen was honestly the biggest problem. Yep. The viewing angles were terrible, but even just outside of that, it wasn't very bright. Beyond terrible. Like, look at this. It just goes completely it goes yellow. yellow from the top <laughs> yeah. and completely white from the bottom. There's like this narrow, like maybe 10 degrees where you can actually make out an image on the screen. You know what I mean? And like legitimately almost just as bad as okay. it's really dim. Hold up that one. I got in the game. It is completely a night and day difference. There's nothing I can do to make it look anything like that. Is that cool or what? That's so, really cool. While we were working on this video, I'm sitting here going like, oh man, there are so many businesses that the, our umbrella organization could get into with just a little bit of startup capital, some space, and like a handful of employees that we could just like turn on immediately yeah. you know you start you you create some jobs for people with like uh like micro soldering skills you start creating internal documentation we get into like console modding i mean there's been so many times right that we've talked about linus you guys should really do just do like a system builder like why don't you guys just build computers if you like know how computers are supposed to or you could even just go like the more ifixity route and just sell like kits well the problem a lot of the time with the kits is that all the engineering work has been done. Like the guys that make this replacement screen, ah, the name is on the tip of my tongue. Sorry, it escapes me right now, but there's a full video coming about this. Don't miss it. Um, they do all the engineering work, but the problem is that they're doing extremely small production runs because these in many cases are really, really small organizations. So if you have someone Definitely. that steps in and goes, yeah, look, I'll, I'll pay for you to do 5,000 or 10,000 units. Like let's actually make some of these things instead of people waiting in some cases three months oh, yeah. Yeah, for them yeah, yeah. to produce and then ship them from overseas, all of a sudden you've got easy availability of this stuff in North America, easy access to it. So yeah, I think people would actually pay 
a markup for us to sustain our operation. And we could totally get into this stuff. I know like, like, I don't need more. I don't know if I need more business divisions to run. Right. And it's wild looking at them from here because the lower one is pure white. The screen is purely white. And then I can see the, uh, the upper one perfectly. Yeah. Like, um, I know with, uh, 3DSs, I think it was. People wanted to stream Animal Crossing back before there was mm. Animal Crossing on, on Switch. Yeah, okay. And to- Ben Ven, says Ducky Loot Snip. Yep, that's the one. Ben Ven makes the screen. Thank you. Oh, okay. Animal Crossing streaming. For people that wanted to do that officially, so on an actual 3DS, whatever, yeah. they they were like shipping their 3DSs off to like some who knows where person and they like might get it back in like half a year who knows the queue's like super long they might just brick your 3ds and just send you one broken back <laughs> like it was just yeah i don't know adding adding some uh some more business savvy to that space would be pretty cool yeah and like, the technical work is there it just needs a little bit of capital that and it too. needs a little bit of like trustworthiness like yeah. that that consolidation the technical expertise is like they've been doing obviously fantastic work for yeah. a long time yeah yeah and yeah. you know what the crazy thing is a lot of this retro console hardware is either open source or like semi-open the only reason that no one can get it is because no one is willing to put the capital into actually doing reasonable sized production runs of these darn things so you know i'm just sitting here going like yeah why 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 don't we just why don't we just hire, you know, four or five people? We just talk about it once in a while on the show. You like, end up hiring Shank. Build a brand around it. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like not even kidding. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's crazy. That's cool. Yeah, Floatplane's like, I love where this is going. Yeah, but you guys love like everything. You love everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't take you seriously at a certain point. <laughs> have you oh. seen have you seen the the mod? That uh, which one that Shank did to the to the Hot Wheels PC or whatever I have. It's amazing. It's so amazing. I love it. Uh, Oh, what just happened? I thought I just curated one and it disappeared. Uh, Oh yeah, no, no, never mind. It's here. Uh, We should do a couple more curated merch messages. Bell, hit me. Hello, welcome to the editorialized questions. Uh, This Uh one's from Derek. As an avid Beat Saber player, Linus. What are your preferred VR controllers, maybe specifically with Beat Saber? Uh, I have only used the original Vive controllers. and Oh, actually, that's that's a lie. No, I've used the Oculus controllers. Um, the Oculus controllers, you're objectively wrong about them being better because if you were any good at the game, you would have the problem with the battery covers coming off if you're like actually at speed, like playing. Um as for the Knuckles controllers, I wish they were lighter, but I guess they're my preferred because the only ones that I've used with like a proper VR headset plugged into a computer are the original Vive controllers and the Knuckles controllers. And for everyone who is not catching it, I'm taking the piss right now. I'm just teasing. The Oculus Quest is a fantastic value. The controllers are fine, but I personally have difficulty going at full speed keeping the battery covers on i just i just can't do it um i know that there's on which is not great something to note about the original vibe controllers is i never tried any alternate grips so i'm coming at you from like complete ignorance because i wasn't very good yet so i was just using like the drumstick grip but there's like ones where you put your fingers through the holes or something and it oh it redistributes the weight so that it's so that you're just you're able to rotate the controller more easily I just, I just, I'm, I'm not that. This is probably a new problem. I was just teasing Derek. I always found that the original, uh, not Vive. What am I trying to, the, the Valve Oculus. 
No, the Valve one. Valve Index. Index. The original knuckles. Index controllers, uh, not Knuckles. Uh, there were other Index controllers. Was there not? The stick ones that don't have the wrap around your. Those are Vive controllers. Okay. Yeah, those ones. Then I guess my bad. Uh, I actually really like the Vive controllers uh, in regards to how it feels when it translates into the VR space. Like it feels like you're actually holding the the beat yeah. They have some weight to them. Yeah, but if you're once you reach a certain level, you don't want the weight anymore for sure. Yeah, yeah that, that's like gone. I didn't get that far, so I was still in the just like more experiential side of things. Right. Or, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Vibe into music. Yeah. So they it felt more proper with those, but that's my only actual input. All right. Um, from Matthew. I would love to know the upcoming tech that you think will we should be looking forward to the most over the next year or two. Oh. Um I mean obviously new gen graphics cards. I think yeah okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to pick one. The LTT screwdriver. AMD's leaked Zen 4 RDNA 3 APU. Ooh. Looks like it could be an absolute utter game changer Ooh. for entry level gaming gaming PCs. Like if you can get your CPU and graphics sorted out, remember, we're going to have DDR5 memory, so dramatically more memory bandwidth compared to previous gen platforms, which ironically doesn't matter as much uh, for higher end chips that do not need to use their system memory for VRAM. Uh, so we're going to have this high speed memory. And I think you are going to be able to build a legitimate gaming computer for like 400, 500, 600 bucks. No GPU with no GPU and with great upgradability because these CPU cores are going to be so fast oh, that instead of, there's going to be no reason to buy some like Optiplex thing. You should just get, you should just get this and then it'll be everything you need today while you're like, a, you know, in high school playing, playing, you know, with high school money. And then it'll still be upgradable once you get out into the workforce and you are making more money, you throw a, a GPU in there, and boom, you have actually created no e-waste whatsoever with this machine through two full upgrade cycles worth of, of use. Like, I'm, I'm super excited for it. It's, it's almost certainly not worth anyone actually making on, like, any real scale. Um, but, like, a one-off or something of a, of a case that is built for a no-GPU Really, really, really small system would be pretty cool. I'd love to see someone like Framework do it or something. Did you see they released Disclosure? I'm investor in Framework. Did you see that they released their main board as a standalone no, part? That's and then cool. there's like it's either a 3D printed like schematic they released, or there's like a oh, like a whoa. basic case that you can get for it to just and then it's a computer now. It's like oh okay cool. <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. That's actually really well, cool. Well, they said they would, so now they're. Out there keeping promises, which is good. That means I don't have to put them on blast publicly, which hey, is nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because you know, it's not like I want to go out and be like, yeah, that thing I invested in, it sucks and you should hate it. <laughs> it's, it's not the best financial decision for me. Gremlin Injector in Full Plane Chat said that there's lots of cases out there because of NUX. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't want a NUX. Lots of cases like that, NUX. Well, I mean, they're okay. Not all of them are NUX NUX. Like there are AMD... Nuckalikes is what I think we call them. Nuckalikes is what we like to call them internally. Because wow, I think Intel actually pronounces it Nook. So, oh. so calling them Nuckalikes oh, is bad. really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, anyway. Related to that upcoming tech, someone asked if you uh, had seen the Ionia Air and if you're excited for that. 
I didn't. Mm, <clears throat> hold on. I need to be really careful the way that I answer this question. Oh. Let me just see. I and Neo Air is a thin and light. I'm just going to read what is in this article. The makers. <laughs> thank you, Brad Linder of Lilputing.com. Lilliputing.com. Oh, like Lilliputians. That's very cute. Actually, I've been on this site before. The makers of the Ioneo and Ioneo Next, blah, blah, Ioneo Nair, less than, ooh, very light, just about the size of a Nintendo Switch Lite, but it's a full-fledged Windows computer with Next. I'm worried about power envelope in such a small size. I, I don't know what kind of performance we're going to get. They haven't revealed which processor it'll use. Yeah, see, that's going to be pretty important. But the fact that they're not revealing it means it's probably embargoed, which means that... Um, it could be really good because it's something we haven't seen yet. 12 rot Ryzen 5000, that's 5.5 or 6 inch display. Uh, price will be competitive. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. That is all I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cool. Uh, question for Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, How's your personal rig running? Did you have any issues with the pin that you had to repair? None. It's been it's been flawless actually. Not a single problem. It's actually more stable than my previous computer. Because my previous computer had some weird motherboard issues. I don't know if you remember that. Um but yeah, no no problems whatsoever. It's been great. Uh from Devante. It's even it's even so I do have a UPS, but there's been a few power outages at my place. Um and it's been completely fine through all of those as well. But again, I do have a UPS to add context to that. From Devante, uh, this is my first LTT store purchase. Thank you. What is your dream product to be able to sell in the LTT store? Something that maybe we have absolutely no plans for, like computer hardware or anything out of the ordinary. Dream hardware. You know what's really funny is really back when I bought hardware. this, I was like, man, I want to ex- I want to enjoy this, but I can't with this screen. We should like make kits to upgrade the screen of the Game Gear. Thankfully, someone else did it for me massive shout out because you did it as well or better than we would have and now i don't have to like build a business around that which is cool um yay so you kind of like almost want to be like a new age radio shack yeah uh, well no i don't know if i'd say that man what dream product for us to create you know what i'm gonna open up my dock i'm gonna open up my dreams dock um, and then why don't we have, why, why, Luke, why don't you get us through a, a topic while I, while I check the dream dog? Sure, let me see what we got. I mean, really my immediate <laughs> dream is to ship a screwdriver or a backpack. <laughs> Fair let's, enough. Let's not forget about that. Uh, Sega is removing old Sonic games from the store. Why? So, uh, Sonic Origins is launching June 23rd. This is a remaster of the, oh, that's why. This is a remaster of the first three Sonic games released on Sega Genesis. It's apparently going to have everyone's favorite DRM, Denuvo. Hooray. Uh, ahead of that, Sega is pulling games from digital stores. They are pulling Sonic the Hedgehog 1, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, and Sonic CD. Why would you remove Sonic CD? There are a couple of exceptions. Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2 will remain available via Sega Ages on the Nintendo Switch. And the and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will still be playable via Sega Genesis on Nintendo Switch Online Plus. Uh, this whole you thing can, just sucks. It, it does. I mean, if I was Sega, I'd be pretty desperate too, but... <laughs> You can still play the games if you already own them, uh, but customers will no longer be able to purchase them. Then there's the discussion question. Um, 
It says, sometimes these newer releases lack features or have new bugs. So why would Sega do this? Either way, regardless of what you purchase, they get your money. So why not just keep them all up? And then Anthony says, the current rights holders to Duke Nukem 3D did something similar with the current edition. I didn't even know there was a current edition. The previous superior version was delisted so they could sell a new one. Granted, it had a new episode but lacked many features and polish. Yeah, this happens all the time. Yeah, this sucks. Think about think about the the GTA remasters, right? Like those came out and everyone just immediately hated it. Think about like anything Blizzard has basically ever done. Yeah, the Warcraft Three remastered or reforged or whatever they called it, and everyone just like universally panicked. It's a disaster. If I remember correctly, it hasn't been updated in like a year, like at all. It's just trash. Genius. Yeah, I. Uh, I've got some answers for know. you. Yeah. Uh, answer number one: I think we should finally deliver that product that we joked about like six, seven years ago. The um uh the uh, clench to prone uh butt plug <laughs> PC peripheral. Honestly, it's at not a this terrible point, idea. I bet you at this stage in the company we would actually be able to do it. I bet we could get away with it. Like back then, it was like a pipe dream. At this time, we actually have the like we could build it engineering know how. <laughs> I was just waiting to deliver that. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And potentially other controllers in the future. Yeah. Or other haptic feedback Because you look, at the way, you look at the way uh, unconventional game controllers have taken off, right? Imagine wanting to take more Pretty damage. much any, any voluntary muscle in your body <laughs> could be bound to some kind of control scheme, right? So you're just like, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, it's a tense moment. You would just automatically <laughs> clench to prone. Playing it's a perfect. horror game yeah. where you bind like clench to prone, except it's bound to like shoot or something to yeah. get your position away. So you have to like not react. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so interesting. Man, the streams. The oh my goodness. There's a new category on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man. And so, and, hot and tubs chat, and unique input devices. Chat would explode. Like yeah. every time you, every time you crouch, you crouch. Every time your flashlight turned on or something. Like man, you know all, all of <laughs> yeah, the All of great. those streamers, right? Oh. They, you'd bind something, and then chat would absolutely explode every time they like did that thing because you know they just want to know about that or something because Twitch culture. Yeah, Twitch, you're awful. Of course. Um, Oh man! Yep, yeah. Uh, it would absolutely, absolutely be a success. Absolutely. People are asking for haptic feedback. Uh, oh, let's just add that to the. Of course, it would have podcast. to have haptic That's what feedback. I, yeah, 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 I mean, come on, and it'd have to be like wireless. You don't want to have like you know, uh, like you know those pajamas with the little like buttons in the back. Like you don't want to be dealing with that. Okay, cable management. Come on. Uh, people are like, he's not wrong, boys. Shut up and take my money over on Twitch chat. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I, funny. I think we could legitimately build it. Um, there's some other there's some other stuff I have in my like document of dreams. Um, I would love to build like a bathtub scale RC boat. Like, I think that would just be so much fun. <gasps> you guys should make a fire truck, um, an RC fire truck. Oh my god! Okay, that I don't want to do. The amount of like plastic molding you'd have to do to create oh, yeah. a product like that is it's It'd be terrible. It'd just be a good uh, homage. Okay, what are some other what are some other like cool product ideas that I wanted to do? Oh, I wanted to do like a USB cable that stays exactly where you put it, like kind of like a gorilla plot pod. 
like it's like it's bendable so that it's like always in the same place when you need to reach for it i think so it'd be super neat like really stiff yeah yeah um lanish tush tips tush tips uh <laughs> oh one of the ideas i had like way back in the day now that like cash is barely a thing anymore thanks covid was like the world's coolest piggy bank so it could be like wall mounted and it like sorts what you put in it, displays the money through acrylic with like lighting. And then there's like buttons to dispense like one or a roll of each coin, or you can like key in how much money you want. And it'll just be like, ding, 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 ding. I thought that would be really cool. Just as like a, like a super fun, cool product. Um, man, there's like so many weird things in here. Okay. Here's one. Here's a product idea, a PCIe half height adapter board from a 1x slot to a 16x slot. I probably came up with these before mining. I came up with this one before uh, GPU mining took off because this probably like exists now. But the idea is to be able to install a 16x card in a 1x slot without sawing the back out of the slot like I've had to do a number of times in the past. Um, I think Yvonne should write a book. So um, like uh, Yvonne's book, The YouTuber's Wife. What it's like to be in the support role like growing an internet famous person without you know being the one that's in the front because it's actually a huge burden like i remember she had um she she ended up having like a commiseration session with another youtuber wife where they kind of talk and it turned out they had a lot of the same challenges and a lot of the same struggles uh just you know and they kind of compared coping mechanisms. And it was just a really interesting conversation. And I think it's something people would have found. I only overheard a little bit of it because I was busy YouTubing with the guy. <laughs> but it, it, it ended up being a super interesting conversation. Um, oh, here's something. Okay. I get so triggered when automatic dispensers, whether it's for like soap or hand sanitizer or whatever, I get so triggered when they, uh, when they dispense like three times the amount you need. Like one of the things people have actually noticed that there's a mod on my on my soap dispenser in the kids' bathroom, sort of a mod. I don't know two uh, zip ties around the oh, thing, so, it shortens the, so yeah. that it shortens the throw, so that they unless they pump it multiple times, they actually can't dispense more than they need to wash their little kitty boo hands. And so if I see them pumping it multiple times, I'm like, hey, no, one time because that is the exact correct amount I checked. <laughs> you don't need more. And so I would love to just have dispensers that just always cleanly dispense the exact right amount of stuff, and you could just, like, adjust it. I know that some of that stuff exists, but, like... You know what I wanted to do in yeah. terms of a product when I was younger? And this doesn't... I, I actually really wanted to push it, and then I realized that I would have to... Like, I don't think it's going to work because I wouldn't want to sell the product directly. I'd want to sell it to people... It's a container, basically. Mm -hmm. I want it... You know large peanut butter containers? Mm -hmm. It's always annoying to get into the bottom. Mm -hmm. It's very likely you that you're going to get... peanut butter on your hands. Peanut butter on your hands and stuff. So what I wanted to do was... You know how you screw the big green lid on usually? Yeah. I want to make it so well, that... Well, green if you're a pleb and you eat smooth, but yes, carry on. Well, I don't eat smooth. Oh, you're a crunchy... Might be a brand thing. I like crunchy for sure. Oh, okay. Never Crunchy's mind. like absolutely... Okay, my brand green is smooth. Okay, okay. I don't know. Red um, is crunchy. I wanted to make so that halfway through the container, there was yeah. the same type of screw mechanism that the lid has. Mm. Like exactly the same. And I figured out ways to do this so that once you're about halfway through, you could unscrew the top, the top and then the take container. the lid and put it on and the put lower it half. Mm, I like it. Yeah. I like it. But selling that as a product doesn't work. Yeah, that's tough. Because it already comes in a container. So 
Yeah. That's the problem with my uh, with my dispensers thing. Yeah. Because like, how do you get make a like a toothpaste? Was one of the ones I had here. Well, people. So what do you take your whole oh, tube of toothpaste and yeah. like into the for soap? A lot of people buy soap dispensers. Oh well, yeah, the soap. Yes. For toothpaste, though, you're right. But yeah, some of the other ones. What what are some of the other things I have? You could probably get a toothpaste soap. thing that squeezes the tube of toothpaste the right way. Mm, yeah. Oh, that sounds like a lot of engineering. It sounds significantly more difficult. Yeah. Uh, are they are they talking about soap? Sorry, I just zoned out. Yeah, 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 we are actually. Uh easy text station that ended up getting done by someone else. Um Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's oh, I, I had the idea of doing like a kiosk that prints greeting cards on demand instead of requiring a huge inventory and like a whole aisle. Uh, has I, probably someone's done that at this point. That was like ten years ago or something like that. I write it, wrote, write it, wrote that down. Uh, I came up with the idea of curated gift shopping like a thousand years ago. So you just like fill out a survey about the person you're shopping for, and it just like spits out a gift recommendation or like orders it for you. Also, this one is one that I wish that Yvonne had like had the bandwidth to pursue because I think she could have built like a bigger business than LMG, just like doing her thing. Um, but a kid's clothing service that just gives you the next size up, like when you're ready. And then you can just credit your old stuff by sending it back. So effectively, like, cause kids clothes, man, a lot of it will wear out. Sure. Fine. But a lot of it, they're going to use for such a short period of time. And so lightly that it's like kind of a hassle to have to, to have to deal with like getting rid of it. Um, and so just reducing waste by creating a service where it will just automatically send you the next size or you can just like press one button and like all the sizing is done in like a standardized way across like instead of having to deal with all the different brands and all the different sizing like ordering clothes online is a nightmare and for kids it's even more of a nightmare because obviously they're you know they're all different right so being able to just go okay yeah here's their new size and everything shows up everything fits um, I, I think it's super valuable and I think there's a company that's already doing that, but we came up with that idea a long time ago and it could have been absolutely killer, absolutely killer. Yeah. Send the ripped stuff back for recycling and a small credit. I think it could have totally reduced waste, reduced cost. Um, like honestly, our kids own almost no new clothing because brand new kids clothing is stupid. There is so much perfectly good kids clothing out there that is just sitting rotting in a thrift store because they just get so much more intake than they can possibly sell. So yeah, uh, people are saying some of the places that do that. Yeah, exactly. Is it called Rent-A-Swag? Is this an idea on Parks and Rec? Oh, okay, apparently Parks and Rec did a bit on this. Well, there you go, not my idea then, but- Makes, makes I don't know if I've never watched Parks and Rec, but it makes a lot of sense, especially in the kids' context. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that's more specific. It sounds like the Parks and Rec one, just because it's called Swag, I'm assuming it's a more adult-focused one, which is still, I mean, there's still some value there, but it's much more interesting in the kids' context. Because, like, for me, I can wear a shirt for many years as long as the shirt doesn't deteriorate because I'm not growing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're growing constantly, it's a bit of a problem. Oh, shoot, there was something else. Uh, shoot, I just came up with something, and I guess I, I forgot about it. I was going to say I would love to have uh, something, and I forget. I guess it doesn't really matter. Mm. Why don't we just move on to the next uh, next thing? Yeah. From Anon, what are your thoughts on the Aura Ring and the mandatory paid subscription? Any other thoughts or reviews coming? My thoughts on the Aura Ring are that I like it. My thoughts on the paid themselves. Um, I, I did end up getting FOMO'd into getting the latest Gen 3. They offered it to Gen 1 or Gen 2 owners. 
uh, with a lifetime subscription if you upgrade like now. So I was like, I actually like this thing enough to buy another one and flip my old one, but I do not like it enough to pay for it forever. So I guess I'll go for it. Fair enough. It does give me some useful insights. I had the lowest readiness score since I got it uh, while I had COVID, so it seems accurate. Apparently, um, the Parks and Rec thing is literally based around kids. So, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there you go. Same idea. I yeah. came up with the exact same thing, um, or maybe I, maybe Parks and Rec was on in a room somewhere while I was <laughs> present, and I like subliminally absorbed it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. There was... Man, there was something. Ah... Oh. Ah, it doesn't matter. I guess I I guess I'm over it. Crap. Okay. <laughs> From Garrison. Hey Luke and Linus, what are the biggest tech failures you wish would have been a success? I think we've done this one before. I think we basically said um uh oh man, it's on Zoom. Like, I don't know. There's there's I'm sure there's other stuff. I remember saying something about I think Zune. we did this one recently. Yeah. From Joshua, hey Linus, how big of a role do you play in the creative process at LTT in 2022, except for hosting and reviewing scripts? Did COVID uh, affect the team in any way? I mean, obviously, COVID affects everyone who gets it. Um, fortunately, we haven't had any, you know, severe, severe cases where anyone's. I guess I can't really speak about medical things. Fortunately, everyone's good. How about that? Uh, we're we're really pleased that we we haven't had to announce any COVID fatalities out of our staff. Um, as far as me, I mean, it only really affected me making my brain pretty foggy for a while and being really sick for a shorter while. As far as being involved in the creative process, I I would like to think I am fairly involved in the creative process still, and that's something that I want to continue to be involved in. The team is amazing. They come up with ideas that I never would have. I still do like to think that I contribute pretty significantly to making ideas better. Um, I I am still the where the buck stops in terms of what videos get made. We have weekly meetings um, that James and I run with the rest of the writing team. Um, a lot of the time I will end up just kind of rewriting things on the fly. You know, if we've got sort of a particular idea for how something goes and I'm like, oh, actually, did we think of this angle? And it's like, oh, um, hmm, no, that's a little bit different. And we'll just kind of run with it from there. Um, one of the things that I do that I am still really good at is thinking on my feet. If something goes wrong in the middle of a shoot, that's, that's where my creativity will definitely come into play. Um, there are things that, you know, I have, to be clear, I'm not always right. Like I've been wrong many times. Uh, Jake is one of the ones that has really pushed me to like take the low hanging fruit once in a while, my dude, you know, stuff like Linus responds to mean comments. The, those were Jake and James initiatives, getting me to do more stuff like that. Um, Jake has been chasing me to do way more house updates for you guys. But what it took to do it was for me to get sick and literally not be able to make any other video. So uh, I think I think sometimes you have to you have to break Linus down. <laughs> okay, thank we, you for that. We we were trying to get you to do lower hanging fruit for since the, day one. The entire existence of the company. Look, yeah. I always want to do bigger and better. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I don't think there's anything wrong with low hanging fruit either. A lot of the times, not all the time. And you have to do yeah. bigger and better sometimes. But sometimes that's just what people want. It can break a team. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Right. Uh, one of the other things that I had really wanted to do was a handheld gaming PC, but um, Valve and Aya and One X Player saved me the trouble because they they're like really good 
So I no longer feel compelled. <laughs> yeah, for no sure. reason to do it. That space has a lot of competition. Yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I think that's the next big form factor. And honestly, you know, if I'm someone like Nintendo who has just sat completely unopposed as king, queen, god emperor of the <laughs> handheld gaming space, I am shaking in my boots right now absolutely shaking in my boots because I was sitting here thinking, oh, well, I can just charge 20, 30, 40, $50 for like ancient software. And because I have a monopoly, people will pay it. Oh boy. Now I got to compete with like Steam, like cheap games on Steam and like the E word. (laughs) (laughs) It's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. You might actually have to like make new games and faster better consoles impossible no what we should really do is just take more wii u games and release them on switch are you secretly a nintendo executive yes (laughs) (laughs) you know like it's actually stunning to me that i think no there's a switch smash i think actually um there's no new mario kart it's it's just mario kart from wii u I know. Like, what? I heard, I I haven't actually looked into it. I heard there's a new DLC coming for Mario Kart that's actually, like, huge. Yeah. Like, it's an expansion. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, basically, every Mario Kart is a DLC anyway, so it seems fine. Fair enough. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, like, that that's cool. I'm actually happy about that. But, like, wow. The the length of time that they just let IPs sit because they can just keep selling it for full price anyways is crazy. I just bought my son a copy of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Do you want to know how much I paid for it? Probably full price. 79 Canadian dollars. Yeah, oh my god. And you know what I'm really mad about is I was going to it was on oh, sale man. at Christmas time and I was like I'm going to order this and then I was just like lazy and I missed the sale. Goes back up to full. But and he asked for it for his birthday. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't say I paid for it. Uh it was more complicated than that actually. You know what? I'm Oh man. A relative paid for it, we but can... we compensated a relative through like other things yeah you know what it doesn't matter the point is it was expensive yeah yeah and it sucked it sucked because it's like a four and a half year old game or whatever um joshua also asked uh how are things going with backpack and screwdriver notification numbers the backpack is sitting at forty two thousand seven hundred ninety eight. we have so that new bigger lab um we hopefully have secured favorable financing terms. So we only need, uh, I think, 10% down, which is good because that allowed us to buy 10,000 more backpacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we bought more backpacks. We have 40,000 coming, which means most of you will be able to get a backpack. If you had to take a wager, not, not, I'm not actually asking for a real wager. If you had to take a guess, um, what type of conversion rate do you think you're going to get from notification signups? We are hoping for somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40%. That would be on the high side compared to what we get for out-of-stock notifications. But because these oh, are items that have been so in demand for so long and we've received so many inquiries um, and they've never been available before. So it's not like a back-in-stock notification. Right, this yeah. is like, a hey, if you don't get it now, there's actually more people signed up to get notifications to get this than like we can make with our current cash flow. Um, I, I am hoping for higher than typical, typical somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20 to 25%. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. However, with a product like this, I suspect a lot of people just are not bothering to sign up for notifications. And it is entirely possible that when the first, you know, 10,000 screwdrivers of first 10,000 backpacks arrive, they will literally be 
immediately gone. I'm sure that's true. So, yeah, yeah it could be interesting. Yeah. You know what I think we might do? I don't want to take pre-orders, but I think for the first time, I might be willing to take back orders. And it's more because both the backpack and the screwdriver are going to be in production because the volumes are so high. It's not like we haven't placed the order. It's not like the factory isn't working on it, but the deliveries are going to be spaced out. A back order is very different. Yeah. So backpacks, for example, our 10,000 unit orders are going to arrive somewhere in the neighborhood of one to three weeks apart. Oh, so, it's so not you like, could... Sorry, keep going. So it's not like we are taking your money and maybe in six months you will get a product. No, these are ordered... By the time we sell out of the first shipment, um, probably two more shipments will be on the water. Like, it is definitely coming. Um, and so I think for the first time, we're just going to have to take back orders because otherwise, I don't know how we would fairly distribute them. Unfortunately, our mechanism for notifying, um, for sending email notifications when an item comes back in stock is not very good. All 40,000 of those people are going to get an email at once. And so if they some don't... Some of them will be at home, depending on their time zone. Some of them are going to be sleeping. Some of them are going to be at work. So if we don't give them an opportunity to kind of grab something from the second wave, then they have to, what, we have to have them go sign up for a notification again? We, we don't have a good way to manage it right now. So I think taking back orders might be the only way to That might make sense. And that's, that's not the same thing as a pre-order because people will see reviews from other users and all yes. that kind of stuff before. Like it's, it's out in the wild yes. before they make that purchase. So so I, I think, think that's, that's going to be my compromise. And you know what? Different. Honestly, I don't want to say never as far as pre-orders go. Once it's items that we have a little bit more expertise in, we might take pre-orders for a follow-up screwdriver. Where we're just going, yeah, it's the same ratchet mechanism. Uh, we're working with the same, um, you know, the same tooling manufacturers for the molds it's going to be that thing but it's going to be small yeah we'll take your pre-order i you know i so this one has like an empty back instead of the there's some variants that we're looking at right now based oh. on the based on the reception to the release to the impending release of this one and based on how good we know the product is there's going to be more tools um <laughs> so i'm not saying never i'm just saying these are unproven i don't want to take your money let's Let's get them out there and we'll go from there. Cool. Um, so yeah, 42,798 for backpack, 41,850 for black and orange screwdrivers, and 37,421 for all black screwdrivers. Uh, did, did we get, sorry, did we get 18 more all black notifications while I was talking about it? We're at 42,810 for backpack. Hold on, I'm going to refresh again. Okay. Just, y'all need to chill out. Yeah, less than a minute. Okay, this is all in less than a minute ago. Uh, people signing up. <laughs> have you have you announced in a mainline video that there's even signups? Yes, we have. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought it might have just been WAN. Uh, speaking of WAN, why don't we do like another topic or something? Sure. Apple launches self-repair. Actually, are we in pretty good shape as far as topics? Oh, Twitter accepts Elon Musk's offer to buy Twitter. But, you know what? I think that's all I have to say about that. Dude, to to not talk about the the purchasee and to talk about the thing that was purchased, um, I I did a little bit more looking into this and it, it was sparked by an Atriog video, but I I did a little bit more looking into this and man, do I just think he got scammed? You think so? It's just trash. Okay, first of all, uh, I found from a different source that they've been like, uh, I don't want to say falsely reporting. Um, mistakenly reporting inaccurately reporting whatever you want to say sure. their user counts twitter they've like literally as far as my uh, i i wish i had a link for this i believe it's like millions of users less than they said yeah. to be fair i think it's like two or three million 
compared to the like 200 and whatever million that they actually have yeah. but it's still like it's a lot of people less than what is actually there huh. and like of course they find that out exactly now also yeah. i i have heard let, let's look this up let's see if i can find it right now it's crazy it's you know what let's put it in context for a second amazon bought twitch for one billion dollars okay okay listen to this and we thought that was crazy and it probably was because Oh, wait, is it even in the dock this week talking about Twitch, the rumored 50-50 uh, oh, revenue split so. we and should, the, we should like forcing streamers to uh, like play more ads and stuff? I have some hot takes on that, so we'll definitely talk about it. So so this is, I hope this blows your brain because it blew the heck out of mine and I want some companionship here because this is nuts. Because I've been talking about how like ridiculous Twitter is forever and this is actually driving me insane. Take a guess at what their annual research and development expenses were for 2021. I don't know. Uh, Twitter I mean, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, 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 okay. just give me sorry. a sec, give me right. a sec. Let me... Yeah, no, sorry. You can't, you can't ask me a big question like that and be yeah. like, come on, no. answer, yeah. answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I will give I mean, you okay. a little hint. No, 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 six people you know their total expenses and and remember your expenses includes more than just salaries right these, these people have to have and a place to work they need equipment they and need, salaries are more they expensive need than people realize because okay. there's government yeah they need skittles okay and m&ms <laughs> yeah, it's a modern, no, it's not modern web smarties <laughs> oh which i oh no not smarties that's more of like a different candy in the states okay different um um it doesn't matter the point is they need candy uh they're developers okay so uh, so if you have even like a handful of developers, you're already spending a million dollars a year. So I'm going to say they have more than just a handful of developers. I'm going to say they spend sure. $20 million a year. Okay. <laughs> How far up am I? Um, orders of magnitude. Orders. Uh? Yes. Shut up. No. They, sorry, $2 billion a year? Uh, so maybe not quite, but 1.247 billion was their spend in 2021. Look at what they've done with it. This is the, like, what are you doing? And the, oh, they're so bad. Like, what did he buy? This is so (laughs) trash. And like, okay, if you're a developer at Twitter, I'm sorry. It's honestly probably not your fault. Looking at that amount of expenditure and what you've been able to produce, this is probably a management issue. I know I'm regurgitating Atrioc on that point, but I completely agree with him. That has got to be a management issue. The fact that you can't take one one and a quarter billion dollars and create something better than like a glorified forum for okay, admittedly wait. a lot of people wait. is crazy. Wait, hold on a second. $1.2 billion is just R&D or actually includes operating expenses of running the platform? Research and development expenses for 2021. It's up 42.81% from 2020, which was $0.873 billion. It's still closer to $1 billion than than what did you say? $20 million? I said $20 million. I figured they might have a team of like 50, 60 devs. Like what do they even do all day? What do they do all day? They killed, they killed Vine. Which like, if you were able to fast forward into the future and see TikTok. Yeah. 
Well, killing Vine was just obviously stupid. Like, even so at the stupid. time, you didn't even need to fast forward. Vine was huge. One of the biggest things on YouTube, I don't know if you were like into YouTube at that point in time, one of the biggest things on YouTube for even years after Vine shut even down now, was Vine compilations. Vine compilations. They were huge. Vine shutting down created some of the biggest YouTubers that have ever existed. They shut that platform down. Just gave it away. <laughs> they are only now running just Twitter. It's one and a quarter billion dollars. Some people brought up in the past when I ragged them for the edit button and I was like, you could do this in a week. Yes, that's not enough time. Sure, I know, I know. Yes, it's more complicated because they have to reference things in a lot of different places and they're trying to be very data scalable and they, they're going to get embedded on websites and they have to deal with that and yada, yada, yada. And it's been built a certain way. I get it. They spend one and a quarter billion dollars on R&D. Figure it out. You can send people to space. What is SpaceX's, uh, just for another one of his companies, SpaceX <laughs> R&D budget. Let's see if it's even public. Okay. Um. Do, do, do. All right. Um, I'm just seeing comments about this. So I'm not entirely certain. But like, that is an insane and absolutely ludicrous R&D budget for what they've actually produced on Twitter. I do understand these massive development teams for these like really, really, really high-end companies. There is a lot more technical bureaucracy in the way there's positives and negatives to that. I'm not going to get like way into that now. I know only certain people can actually push code and you're going to run into bottlenecks and like all this stuff happens. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Apple spent $19 billion on R&D for the fiscal year ending in September 2020 and has a product lineup that includes multiple <laughs> operating systems. And they're working on like cars and stuff. Like, they're super wide-reaching at Apple. Well, yeah, and the thing you got to realize about Apple is that that's one, honestly, it's one of the things that pisses me off the most about Apple, is that they are often at the forefront of product development, whether it's micro-led display, um, you know, exploration for wrist devices or, or, or VR or, like you said, like cars or whatever it is. They are often on the cutting freaking edge. Oh, yeah. We just, like, don't get to see a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> or it's ludicrously priced. Um, but, like, Apple only spent, like, one point, one and a half times that probably by, by the time we're looking at the same year. Or, sorry, sorry, ten, uh, 10, 10 times, 15 times? What, what does this work out to? I'm sorry, math is still got COVID brain. About 15 times the amount. Apple definitely has, and Apple is also a company that I often look at and go, wow, they Whoa. spend an awful yeah. lot on R&D for how many products they actually make. Yeah. I mean, when Apple is making you look like a complete idiot when it comes to R&D spending, whew. Insane. Like, actually crazy. I had no idea. I've honestly spent a lot of this time when I'm, like, ragging on how trash Twitter is. I've spent a lot of it just assuming that it's a like really small team that's just raking in the dough because there's like none of them and they have this really massive oh, platform, man. but that's not even true. It also wasn't profitable. Bro, you got ripped the hell off. Yeah. You bought a dumpster fire. <laughs> that's a big problem is like Twitter, how on earth are you going to turn a profit? Apparently, uh, when 
he who shall not be named uh got loans to to make this purchase yeah a lot of it the, the discussions at the bank included actually reducing staff count as one of the ways to approach profitability sure um and also he had apparently some other ideas i don't know i didn't really look into it that far but like uh, apparently chopping down staff count is part of it and i believe he specified like executives which honestly looking at the spend and what they're getting out of it is probably the correct approach sure and I, I don't know what executives, I know nothing about Twitter. I know nothing about anyone that works there. Yeah. I, I know I'm not claiming anyone in individually. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But something has got to be going wrong here. I, I like it. It It's insane. Apparently, um, yeah, I know I'm, I'm getting a bunch of conflicting numbers about SpaceX and I don't really care. Just sending something to space seemed like a, a funny thing to reference, but like. I can't tell if binary C here is being verbally ironic or not. But they said an unprofitable dumpster fire with a large intangible value is an ideal company to take private. I I would actually think it's the opposite. The other of way that. around. It's an ideal company to like go IPO, public, yeah, and take a bunch of people's money and then and then take Jack off. Dorsey out. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, just take take off. Peace, yo. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's crazy. I um. I just, I, I, I don't think okay. I've been stunned by a statement that hard in Let's a while. Let's play a game. Okay. Because yeah. it's not like Elon's the first billionaire to buy a media organization oh, yeah, as a way to swing, an unprofitable media organization as a way to Bezos. swing their, their thing around. Uh, Bezos <laughs> bought the Washington Post. And then, and then immediately articles started running that were like extremely positive Bezos. But yeah, sorry. Keep um, yeah. So, so okay. You're a billionaire. Okay. Which would you rather would have? You buy? The Washington <laughs> Post or Twitter? <laughs> um, oh, man. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if I'm, if I'm, what is it? Rupert Murdoch? I just buy all of them. Um, <laughs> uh, that's... I don't know. I feel like they're they're very different approaches because on one of them you're attempting. Well, I don't know. I don't want to presume what he's doing with it. Um, yeah, uh, but on uh, one of them you're you're wrestling some form of control. I'm not placing intentions at all. You're wrestling. This is, I think, objective. You're wrestling some form of control of an open forum. Yeah, and in the other one, you're or theoretically not asserting any kind of control over it, well, no. which the EU also already made very clear is absolutely not going to be happening unless Twitter wants to pay, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of 7% of its of its turnover per year in fines. Whoa. They're like, yeah, you actually do need to regulate hate speech on the platform or you will either be fined to this degree or you will just be outright banned in the EU, which would actually be pretty bad. Um, for Twitter. Oh, I mean, they just lose money anyway, so. I guess, yeah, I guess the fewer users, the more profitable. <laughs> the better the that, balance sheet. Chop that R&D budget down. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I feel like you probably get more direct, direct value if that's your goal. And I mean, he hasn't stated that's his goal, so I guess it's not his goal, but I think you get more direct ba- value by buying the, uh, the publication. I'll be very interested to see what happens when and if there is some kind of non-free speech move that takes place on Twitter. Whether it is, um, you know what, whatever the perception of it is, I'll be interested to see how that goes. All right, why don't we move on to some more merch messages? 
from Joe. They asked specifically about Final Fantasy VI, but I'm going to open up the question a bit. What are your preferred ways to play old games on original hardware, remasters, re-releases, emulators, etc.? Final Fantasy VI is a funny one because the original translation has a lot of character in it that is not true to the original text, so it's it's bad, it's flawed in that sense. But because I grew up with it, without classic lines like "son of a submariner," I I just I find it hard to enjoy it. Um, I I really liked the way that the characters were developed by what's his name, Bill Bill something. Um, Fantasy Six uh, translator. Uh, Ted Woolsey, sorry, not Bill anything. Ted Woolsey was the translator for various Square games, including a couple of my favorites, Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. And I, I honestly, yeah, maybe he was a bad translator in the sense that he added some of his own character to the text, but I actually really enjoyed his style. And so playing it again with any kind of fixed translation is a little, I don't know, it's a little weird for me with that said trying to share some of my favorite games from my childhood with my kids it's very clear that there are creature comforts that they take for granted in modern games that make old games just not as enjoyable for them so if i was going to recommend a version then i would probably recommend the pixel remaster um there's there's also the uh oh man what's it called there's a final fantasy 6 sort of uh fan C six fan version. What's I it called? I like the idea of remasters because I find a lot of times if I think about old video games, they look better in my head than they do in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been burned by so many remasters over the years that uh, what I default to wanting is a properly functioning version of the original game, which if I don't have to emulate is great. If I do have to emulate is fine. Um, that's usually where I land best versions relocalization uncensored edition blah 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 sprites more like their japanese originals i don't know there's one there's one cool one that's like kind of altered in in ways that make the combat more interesting and there's like like a bunch of changes to it i really forget. oh brave new world brave new world that's the one thank you twitch chat um i tried it i made it like halfway through the game and it was like pretty good honestly it was pretty cool but you know, when I go back and play an old game, honestly, I'd rather just play the version I remember, even if it's super broken. Like I played back through Final Fantasy Tactics recently and just, yeah, there are things that are super stupid and frustrating about it, but that's why I that's why I enjoy it. So I like playing the original version. I do still like some creature comfort, things like save states. That's why I'll almost exclusively play on an emulator. I think the Game Gear is a bit of an exception for me where I really do just want to play it on the original hardware because... Like, the ergonomics are different. There's no controller on Earth that feels like that in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah. is just clearly meant to be played on here. Yeah. Um, okay. From Nick, would you say the Labs project is something you see as a big profit-making investment, or are you more doing it because you don't like the direction of the industry and you're using your position to change it? little from column A, little from column B. I think that as a business owner, it is, um, it would be extremely irresponsible of me to just do stuff that is going to put the financial security of myself, my family, and my team in jeopardy. If I didn't believe that we can make money on labs, it's not something that I would be able to justify the multi-million dollar investment that we're going to be making into it before we can have any hope of turning a profit. Um, 
but with that said, there are absolutely things that we could pursue in the mid, in the short, mid and long term that would be more profitable than labs. So on the one hand, yes, um, my intention is to make money. I have never, to be. I have never claimed to be anything other than running a business. And honestly, I think that's the reason you guys should trust me. Because if I was doing something other than running a business, I might try to get away with stuff. Like, I, you know, way back in the day, you know, I, we'd have people who are sort of questioning, you know, are we going to be honest with you guys? And the answer was always, well, yeah, because the internet never forgets. And if we screw with you guys, you will know, for, you will find out and you will know forever. So transparency has always been the best way for us to retain that trust. And that trust is the most valuable thing to us. So because this is a this is a business that we're running and our main value as an organization is viewer trust, then the relationship is very clear. I never like to enter an, an arrangement or a business agreement that where I don't understand the value to both sides. The value to my side is making money. The value to your side is getting entertainment and information. So if I can't keep doing those things, I'm not going to make money. So that would be bad for my business. With that said, there are other businesses that I absolutely could have gotten into. I do this one because I love it. Because since I was a teenager, what I would do in my spare time is sit and answer people's tech questions and, and help them make the best purchase that they can. So yeah, it's a business, but it's also something that I do because I just like to do it. Does that, I think that probably answers it pretty clearly. It's not the most eloquent way of putting it, but like, I'm, I honestly, I still have a little bit of COVID brain. I'm not, no, like last one show in particular, I kind of felt like I'm all over the place. It's not a very good show, but. It was also the first time we had done a remote show in a long time and it felt so bad. It was laggy. Yeah. It was laggy. Um, if you guys want to get some idea of how I intend to make money on the labs, there's a post on the forum where, again, back to transparency, um, I lay out the plan. Okay, one of the ideas, wellspring of content for LTT. Um, that also includes Short Circuit, includes any future channels. Um, I, I think that as we start testing products by the dozens or the hundreds, interesting patterns and stories will emerge. Hey, maybe someone is seeding golden laptop samples with liquid metal instead of standard thermal paste, or you know, maybe an, a power supply from a brand no one heard of is the Undisputed King under $70. Uh, video is still immensely profitable, so we have the funding to go and create this, this testing apparatus to make our videos better, why don't we just do it? Two is affiliate revenue. Um, if LTT Labs achieves my goal of creating an alternate spec sheet where pretty much it's the only site you need to make a good purchase decision, then we should be able to get a ton of affiliate revenue from it. Um, advertising on site is unlikely. I hate ads, so I just don't think there's going to be a ton of that on there. It's possible we'll put some banners here and there, but it'll be more likely that we're just pushing the channels, pushing uh, affiliate revenue, that sort of thing. Uh, we could get into certification programs and third-party validation. This one creates has the potential to create muddy waters, but I think there's ways that we could silo it to make it so that it doesn't have to... And the certification team... Um, doesn't have to affect the editorial team. Maybe they just don't even talk to each other. They're in completely separate offices. I, like, I don't know. I think we could figure it out. I think that's also probably the one that's like furthest down the line. 
That's a fair, yes, that's a fair ways down the line. Well, I would have said that, but then we had a large global brand reach out to us oh, really? earlier this week, asking us to take a look at a product that is in the very early stages of development to provide feedback on it. Um, okay. I decided that where I'm at today, I'm going to accept that, but not paid. So Interesting. I, like, I, I just am really interested in this product and I'm really passionate about it. And, uh, but I'm not in a position where a, I have the time to like provide proper feedback and we don't have myself, the expertise set up yet and B to have the facilities to provide empirical objective feedback. have that $1.2 billion R and D budget yet. Yeah. I could, I could use $1.2 billion. I think I yeah. could do a lot with $1.2 billion. Yeah. Probably a little bit more than Twitter. Yeah. Um, so, so what I, the way that I did this, I don't think it creates any kind of conflict of interest for me to be involved. I just, I just really want this product to be better. And I know that I will have some ideas if I, if I play around with it. So that was, that was my, that was my compromise for now. But I think in the longer term, it would be better for me to just recuse myself from that sort of thing. Like I could talk to the team about, you know, here are, here are ways that we want to guide the industry towards being better. We should really be focused on things like repairability as we, as we provide this feedback, we should be focused on things like not saving a dollar today to cost the consumer $10 tomorrow, like putting together those guiding principles I would like to be involved in. But in terms of the actual evaluation of the products and, in, and even knowing like how much the transactions are either way, I, I think I should just not be involved in. Right. Um, uh, turning our testing knowledge into product development processes. This one is going to happen. I promise you this will happen. If we figure out how to make the best keyboard, why don't we just make the best keyboard? Yeah, there's conflicts of interest there too, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. I, I'd like to think that if I had a mouse pad, I could still say another mouse pad is really good. I mean, we even said that in our launch video for the mouse pad. We were like, yeah, hey, we weren't quite at the spec of this other mouse pad. We think it's okay because you actually have to travel like this many meters for it to drift this amount. We think that's accurate enough for your caveman hands. Um, but we, you know, we know that this one actually did a better job. Shout out them. Uh, like I, I'd like to think that we could be trusted that way but i guess we'll have to see how it's that a, turns out it's a fine line to walk but it's also technically a fine line that we've been walking the entire time for a long time so yeah. um there's the possibility of putting certain content behind paywalls like having professional level content versus consumer level content and it seems unlikely to me but it's possible um and then there's direct sales of products through the site why don't we go full, full circle and become a retailer like why do we take affiliate revenue when we can just put up a warehouse and just sell it to you directly there's more conflicts of interest there, potentially. I don't know. We're just going to have to navigate this the best way we can. And you guys will tell us if you think we've done it wrong. And we'll tell you guys if, sorry, that's the way it's going to be because we actually can't sustain the labs without it or whatever Whatever that ends up looking like. Yeah. We're just going to do our best to keep the guiding principles of why are you doing this? Well, one, to make money. But two, as we are making money, we absolutely are setting out to create better information for consumers to 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 stop the bleeding of all the knowledgeable people going to the manufacturing side where they literally have no choice but to shill for the brand that pays their paycheck. I'm tired of it. Anyway, if you guys want to check out that post on the forum, it's on the thread called LTT is about to change and it's on page six. And I just I, I laid the whole thing out. I'm like, yep, here's a plan.
because why bother? Oh, look at this. I've got a I've got a mission statement that I wrote. LTT Labs is the answer to manipulation of on-site reviews and the degradation of the quality of online tech media over the last 10 years. There. That's our goal. Cool. Awesome. From Charles, but also many, many others, uh, they were wondering about any news on a rack mount case, either if we're selling it, how yours is going, if you're going to get your neighbor to repaint it, if you do a new one. So many questions. Uh, neighbor Steve is probably too busy. Uh, you know, neighbor Steve is still here, right? Yeah, he just moved down or something. Yeah, right? like down at the end. Yeah. Uh, neighbor Steve is probably too busy to airbrush me a case. Um, Yvonne, I think, does want to keep her owl, so she may keep her original case. But we are in the very early stages of designing a new case for me. If that goes really, really well, then I don't think it's impossible that we would find a case manufacturer to partner with to build a rack mount gaming case. Yeah, I, I oh. know. I know there's a lot of people who are super into it. Man, watching the your home video, I finally actually did watch it. Um, Which one? There's a lot. The, sorry, the uh, you're, you're, we're leaving this one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The feels? Man, it, yeah, a lot of that. There was, there was so much stuff that I feel like was missed, but I feel like if you hit everything... It would have been three hours long. Yeah. So there was there was things that I was like, I knew I cared about a lot and I like wish was in the video, but then I had to think like, okay, does the audience care as much? Do you and Yvonne care as much, et cetera, Okay, et cetera, here's et cetera. my merch message. Uh, hit me with a couple. Okay, okay, can I guess? Can I guess a couple? I'm going to write them down. I'm sure. going to write them down. Yeah. Uh, and then I want to know if I get the same ones as you. Um, okay. Okay. Hold on. Uh, let me think. Things that would be things that would be really special to Luke. I'm waiting. I'm trying to think of more while I sit here. I've already thought of one additional one while I'm sitting here. Okay. All right. I've got three. I've got three. Don't look at them. Don't, I will also say I, I like I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed the whole thing. I actually sat down and actually watched the whole thing, which <laughs> is like not that common there's some stuff that i'm really unhappy that i didn't put in too so we'll see if your list overlaps with mine a little bit the original three wan locations because there's three different okay, hold on hold on hold on okay i gotta i gotta hold on i gotta i'm gonna turn this text white i, I swear i swear to you that's all i'm doing <laughs> so he's not even typing it. there so. you go that's the first one i wrote down yeah okay and okay so what was to the left of that was the peg wall. My next note was going to be the peg wall. <laughs> so I was going to bring that up too. <laughs> um, I, just like the garage in general. Like oh you my God. You hold should've... on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Highlighting. Highlighting. Ready? Highlighting. Yeah. What did I write? <laughs> the general layout of the garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Every once in a while, he, he guesses things that I'm thinking, and it's actually, like, terrifyingly accurate. Um, this is not the only time this has happened, like, at all. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Am I going to go three for three? Well, I guess I got three, because I had, I had the peg wall and the WAN show set as kind of, like, one. But, yeah. okay, so I'm three for three so far. What's the next thing you're going to say? The next thing would be my room. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Um, I am four for four. That's all I have down though. Yeah, I, I mean that's mostly it. There was a, there was other things that I thought of, but like even oh, I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have been in the video. <laughs> but like, I don't know. There there was. Oh, that was yeah. so fun. That's pretty funny. Yeah, honestly, I thought of all of them afterward, and I regretted not having them in. There's so much stuff. There's like there's two. I because I tried to think <laughs> about like like what would I have done, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like there's there's too many things because like even if you walk in the backyard, yeah, there's almost no direction you can face where there wasn't like some type of major event, something crazy that happened, like the the like fence jump for that commercial. That was at the Langley House. Nope. I promise. Nope. I know because I hurt myself. The Corsair commercial. Oh, that fence jump. Yeah. I mean, right. we've, we've done a few fence jumps. There was the one, the one where I flipped for the be quiet thing. Oh, I remember that one well because I yeah. was quite hurt for a while. That was actually that was actually genuinely was not really a very rough. good idea. Um, but yes, yeah, there's the a lot jump. of like little things like that yeah. where I'm like, I would have cared. Where I went up on the roof and threw the keyboard down yeah. for the giveaway. Yeah, yeah, like I just the weird thing I shot in the shower for that like WD Computex promotion. Yeah, there's like so much weird stuff. We shot in that house. Yep. Back in the day. Yep. We didn't have sets, guys. Like, <laughs> just used you know what? His whole like, house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Oh, we need to do a scene where, like, you know, the person wakes up in the morning. Okay. Well, I'm going to go get into my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it was, it was really good. Yeah, it, it would have. Yeah, it would have literally had to been like at least over an hour long. Oh yeah, so, for sure. And we cut so much from from that that I did t end up talking about. Yeah, yeah. From Michael, who built their per first PC with the help of our videos. One question that I've always wanted to ask is how you got into badminton. Oh, um, my wife got me into it, and no, LTT could not lose me to professional badminton. I'm not that good. <laughs> There's only one major tech tuber who is a professional athlete, and it is not this one. <laughs> From John, are you excited about the rumor of Intel returning to the high-end desktop market with Alder Lake X, or do you think that market is dead with the current core counts on high-end consumer CPUs like the 5950X? Man, I hope it's not dead. Because, like, honestly, thinking about it from a developer standpoint or, like, a prosumer standpoint... It's really nice to be able to get that like tier or that class Zeon, without buying the badge yeah 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 100 yeah i'm jazzed yeah in a nutshell i do think that hedt is more niche than it used to be i mean the 5950x is a 16 core freaking consumer cpu and new zen 4 based ones are going to be like even more better presumably but there is still a value to it. I mean, we're we're sort of frustrated right now because we standardized on uh, TRX 40 or whatever the T STRX 40 or whatever AMD's um, Threadripper 3000 series platform was. We standardized on it for our editing stations, thinking that we were going to get at least one more generation of CPUs. We actually ended up getting nothing, and now we. Uh, is it the boards or the chips that we standardize on that are EOL? The point is that it's it's hard to find more hardware for our workstations at a reasonable price, and there also is not a clear replacement for it with all the PCIe that we need. Like we've got 25 gigabit NICs in there, high-end GPUs that are actually being used for not for gaming, like for 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 data use. So the PCIe bandwidth actually starts to matter a little bit more. 
Um, yeah. Sometimes they have other kind of crazy peripherals we need to plug in. We need lots of PCIe. We need lots of memory bandwidth. We need lots of cores. They're all running 24 cores in there. And there's not a clear successor for it unless we want to pay Lenovo for their... They're the only authorized vendor of, like, the new Threadripper Pro because you can't get normal, like, regular prosumer Threadripper. It has to be professional Threadripper now. Like, it sucks. Yeah. And so not, I'm mad. Not and, a huge fan of... Uh, CPUs are in a way better space now yes. than they were a while back, but not a huge fan of where the HDTP space is. I want Intel to come in and like light a fire under amd's butt which sounds like a very backwards thing that to say sounds so weird but you're totally right but i mean yeah. i warned you guys about this i said look the second amd has the upper hand they'll behave exactly like intel yep. and they did they're yep. not your friend there's no good guy and bad guy when it comes to cpus what we want is competition yeah and we got it in, in certain space and not in others. There's been a lot of speculation uh, about who the tech YouTuber athlete is. It's Marquez. Um, he's yeah. insanely athletic. Yeah, Some of his clips of his ultimate Frisbee are actually like... Otherworldly. Like, amazing, yeah. like pure highlight reel golden goodness. I still so. think I could beat him at badminton though. Has he ever played? I don't know. <laughs> not enough, I can tell you that much. <laughs> I could almost definitely beat him at badminton. Nice, I like it. No, I'm not going to say almost definitely. Okay, Marquez, 10 grand. Whoa, let's go. Dude, that'd be really cool. I would, uh, I'm not, I would I 100% I don't want to watch. take his money. <laughs> I mean, I will if he really wants me to, but I'm What not. if you just make it that he gets 10 grand if he wins and it's just a full full sure. ego placement. There is no actual Okay, sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't want his money, but yeah, nice. he, I'll I'll give him 10 grand if he beats me. Nice. There. I love it. Much. That'd be sweet. I would commentate that. Yeah? Yeah. I'd be super down. We should totally stream it. Turn it into an event. Yeah. You know what? I could make money it's like on YouTuber... it whether I lose or not. Yeah, there we go. It's like YouTuber boxing. Yeah, do you see but the not celebrity violent. boxing? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because remember back when the Paul brothers were first getting into that, we were like, I should fight Austin. And that, like, it became like a whole meme. And now, like, Dr. Mike is fighting in a boxing yeah. match. I'm sitting here. Dr. Mike, what? Dr. Mike versus iDubs or whatever. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Oh. I just want to know why they didn't invite me. I would have totally fought Austin. Oh my goodness, we could do we could do almost like a reverse um, nerd sports. A reverse nerd sports where like, like you have to get nerfed until people beat you in badminton. Oh man, I don't know. I don't. I that think might not be that nerd sports was too traumatic for me. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's keep moving on. From Osama, when you're feeling down on yourself, what do you do to pull yourself out of a funk? Oh, man. That's a tough one. I think I can speak for both of us when I say we've definitely had funks. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think for me, sometimes it's a matter of just reframing the problem. Like when I did the, the 10 million subscriber stream, uh, one of the big things that helped me for the next couple of years was, you know, uh, saying, okay, well, no, I'm not going to do this because I have to. I'm going to do it because I want to and finding finding things that I enjoyed and wanted to do and focusing on those. Um, a big thing that pulls me out of bed in the morning is just the sheer sense of responsibility. Like if I don't show up for work, like obviously one day is fine if I'm just like, yeah, I'm taking a flex day. Uh, but if I don't show up for work for like a year, there's a lot of mouths that literally don't eat, which can add, actually make it worse sometimes, but usually makes it more manageable. Um, I uh, just 
sorry, there was something in chat that I want to, oh, someone was, was saying that it might be more interesting to Marquez and other creators if it was a uh, charitable donation instead of a prize. Anyways, um, for me, sure. I mean, he can always donate it. I don't care. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we've done it that we've done things that way in the past where we just say, here's a prize. You do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm okay. I really don't like charity pressure. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that I'm, man, I'm going into hot take territory here. I think that a lot of, a lot of charitable and philanthropic actions um, are about posturing, are about image whitewashing, are about um, brand building, and are not necessarily about actually giving up anything personally or making a huge impact. Um, We do charitable stuff here, but for the most part, we keep it fairly quiet under wraps yeah. um because it's a i just don't i don't want to be accountable for what i care about and want like i've seen i've seen creators get backlash for donating for example to the society for the prevention of cruelty to animals like why would you donate for animals when humans are still starving oh jeez you know what why don't you there might be very go do something reasons. for the humans that yeah, are starving that people have different causes that are important to them for a variety of reasons and that's that's their personal business totally fair so i just don't feel like having that conversation this is a stupid conversation and i'm not gonna burden my life with it um i i also just i don't know i just it just feels it just feels like it just feels icky like i don't like being bothered at the cash register about it um i i don't like yeah i just i don't like i don't like there being that pressure and so i no, that's that's definitely fair enough yeah yeah and there shouldn't be you know what there's nothing wrong with a major content creator doing some kind of doing some kind of event doing some kind of appearance and making money from it 100 percent. yeah like and i've been very clear with you guys from day one i'm running a business i can't pay luke in your goodwill for my charitable donation to something. So at the end of the day, for me, uh, maybe this is maybe this is a selfish take, but it's me and mine first. I am far more concerned with making sure that everyone working under this roof has a place to live than I am with the people who are not under this roof and are not contributing to the success of this organization. And that's not to say that it's you know just us all the time. It's just this team first. First, yeah, and I and like you, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I don't think it makes me a bad guy. One of my favorite things to dive into is like yeah. uh, when when some like hyper rich like like the last one I did was Bezos. He yeah. like donated a ton of money to something, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Wow, what a generous person!" And then people dove into it and was like, "Hmm, it's like the equivalent of me donating four dollars." If you if you like do percentages and stuff like now it's yeah. complicated because it, is. it should yeah. be very clear, guys, that someone's net worth is a almost assuredly not accurate, tied and into assets B, and whatnot. Yeah, is locked up in assets just because. Okay, let's use Elon. Just because Elon Musk has a net worth of what is it like two hundred and fifty billion or something like that, it's he changed still a lot had to take recently. A, still had to t- get financing to buy Twitter for forty four billion. That's not just cash. Yeah. Like my my net worth, I can tell you right now, is a hell of a lot more than I have in my bank account. 
That's just how it works. In fact, the vast majority of it, which I know for a fact, maybe I'll talk about it someday, but the vast majority of my net worth is tied up in a thing that I actually can neither sell nor borrow against. <laughs> I know that it's worth that, <laughs> but I cannot extract money from it. So it's... It is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's theoretical money, right? Yeah. Um, to jump back to the the um, get out of the funk thing, I was in funk for a long time. I don't think I've talked about this on camera much. And I'm not going to go Hold into on. it much. Kelton's further being that. Kelton's being mm. a tool over on Twitch. Let's not talk about the locked up in assets thing, please. You can take a loan against your investments, at which point you can borrow against that money. But your investments might not be the kind of investments you're thinking of. Yes, there are certain kinds of investments that you can borrow against. There's a really, uh, really crafty uh, wealth management strategy where you take out, oh, I forget how it works exactly. Someone explained it to me at some point. But there's this kind of life insurance that you can get where you're basically like putting the, you're basically putting the cash in a big pile that is like a life insurance policy. And then that cash, because it's basically just cash, allows you to borrow against it tax-free. And then when you die, the policy pays out, the, the, the money pay, pays out, the money pays back in. And then you never actually had to take out the money personally and pay tax on it or something like that. I forget exactly how it works. Yes, there are assets that you can borrow against, but there are also assets that are not easily borrowable against. I couldn't even get a mortgage in the first couple of years of LMG because this business that was generating plenty enough money to be eligible for a mortgage if I was buying a house personally. It was just like too new. was just like, no. No. Okay. <laughs> that was actually an incredible so Apparently it's called thing. universal life policy or index for universal life insurance. Who there knows? Not, not financial advice. That's according to Twitch. Yeah, not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Okay, sorry. What were you going to say? Um, yeah, so... I, I was in a funk for a pretty deep one for quite a while, and I'm not going to go into it further than that. But uh, since then, things have been getting a lot better. And what I've more recently been doing is whenever I find myself spiraling, I try to immediately do something physical. Mm -hmm. Go for physical a walk. Physical health is mental health. Guys. Oh, it's like you actually... You got to keep your body healthy. Yeah. So I, I try to go for a walk, like which sounds lame, but works significantly better than it should. Um, try to go for a walk. On those walks, I find I don't usually, this is going to sound provocative, but I don't usually physically stimulate myself enough. So I'll, I'll try to usually go for, go for walks. <laughs> I can um, help with that. <laughs> uh, a lot of my walks, will, when I'm spiraling, it's often very, very late at night um, because I, I am a night owl. So I'll just like go for a walk at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And I'll be out in the field and I'll just like do squats and lunges and all this kind of stuff just to like get myself worked up, sweat a lot, and then go have a shower. And often that's all I need and I feel great afterwards. I like going for a ride. What's nice about riding on a motorcycle is that if you're if you're in like a like a busy mind state, you cannot stay in that state of mind when you're riding on a motorbike. So it's gonna you yeah. must be focused or you'll die. The biggest and another another thing that I would say is is certain people in my life I have found are very effective at pulling me out. Right. Um, so I try to a lot. I'm quite introverted. I like hanging out by myself, <laughs> um, but I find that sometimes that's not good for me. So I need to push myself to hang out with those people. For sure. uh, but 
one of the biggest things that I find is is just like context changes. So you were talking about on the motorcycle, you can't you can't let your mind just run. There's this there's this really old concept where like if you're in a potentially confrontational situation, and this is a fun fact, I've used this for fan interactions. When I notice that the person is feeling very anxious, mm-hmm. I will do this because it helps to shift frame of mind um but if you it's this is just a funny thing if like if you're facing someone if you step off to the side randomly it's like kind of weird and people will now think about like oh i'm i'm looking at them i have to talk into this at the same time i'm looking at them like this now this is weird i'm gonna turn my body oh i unplugged myself but like it it starts making them think about things that aren't i'm really anxious about this conversation i'm really nervous and it it actually can really help like calm people down which is kind of cool um Have you ever used it on me no oh all right well i don't think so <laughs> i don't know it's been a long curious. time dude um <laughs> but yeah I, I don't think so but a lot of the time for me it's i just need to do something different and usually right. i'll use a walk but it could be something else if i'm in a situation where i can't go for a walk it's basically anything else just do something different right. change my action uh, but yeah that's it uh, i still ride an sv650s um, and Armchair Yiddish asks, if I had someone who wanted to give you money for a significant but non-majority portion of LTT, would you take it? It would depend on the terms. Every investor wants something. That's literally the definition. You put something in, you expect something back. And I'd need to know what that is because if I, A, don't agree with it, or B, don't understand it, then I'm not going to be comfortable taking it. Before we go to the last set of merch messages, did you want to talk about Twitch? The chat is reminding. Oh, um, yeah. I saw a really terrible take from a Twitch creator that was like, Twitch should just have totally. ads that are totally non-intrusive. Like, to the viewer, oh. like, their ads should just, like, not be intrusive. And I was looking at it going, you know, this feels like that whole thing. Remember when there was the big controversy on YouTube where they... Uh, basically started enforcing like ad uh, advertiser friendly guidelines on videos and it was affecting mm. the rate at which you could get monetization and you had this this whole outrage from especially certain corners of YouTube that created very non advertiser friendly content and my take at the time I felt like was very controversial and not received very well where I basically said well yeah did you expect was going to happen at some point there was going to be a reckoning where advertisers were not going to want you you guys don't understand you don't work with like national and international brands they are extremely conservative when it comes to and obviously not all their exceptions but they are extremely conservative when it comes to the associations between their brand and other things you know you look at the way that that they will you know you'll, you'll watch like a nike commercial and it's just like someone persevering and at the end there's just like a nike logo and there aren't even like any words or anything because it's all about association they do not want the next thing you see after that logo for the same reason they want you to see a bunch of whatever before you see the logo they do not want the next thing you see after the logo to be something that they consider to be not brand friendly it's just that simple and so i feel like this is another one of those situations where i'm going to come in and i'm going to say well yeah what what did you think was going to happen do you have any idea how much Twitch costs to run? And do you do you think that banner, like static banner ads on a website are going to pay for it? <laughs> I promise you, I give you my personal Linus Tech Tips guarantee that unintrusive ads are not going to pay 
for a site like Twitch, no matter how many of them they plastered on the page. Unintrusive ads don't pay for the forum. Because... <laughs> Because no advertiser is going to pay for an unintrusive ad because they don't work, because they don't call your attention away. Obviously. My, my No offense. No offense. Whoever does not understand how web advertising works, even though it's like how they actually make a living. My my take on it is the the, the thing that surprised me the most. Okay, first of all, doing it at all. When your competitors are not, I understand that Twitch is losing money, but if they don't want to essentially die, they're not going to have to have like significantly worse uh, uh, revenue potential yeah, than other life platforms. Life is so hard and so expensive. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I, I sympathize for them, truly, but like it just doesn't matter if you want to survive. Um, and then the other one is uh, that that they announced no longer having exclusivity, and exclusivity is rough 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 for twitch creators it's really really bad for the creators um but making their revenue split worse than youtube well i hadn't even talked about the revenue split yet so making, i was talking about the the that that twitch creator yeah th that's terrible making making the rev split worse than youtube and then also allowing people to split stream to youtube hilarious hilarious yeah, they're just gonna push everyone over onto youtube so obviously funny. man we should maybe twitch is done if they go through with this move, Twitch is done. I wonder if we should I'm try calling to it. productize our, our stream splitting stuff. I've told you I want to productize the stream splitting thing eight years ago. It didn't make a lot of sense then. It might make sense now. Well, maybe if you had built it when it didn't make sense, we would actually have a product ready to go when would it doesn't make sense. Dead you ever product, think of that, smart dead guy? product for eight years. You ever think of that, smart guy? <laughs> eight years. Not it hasn't years. been that long. I thought you said eight years. I don't know. I don't whatever. Know. It doesn't it's been matter. Like four. Uh, Jiren Theer over on Twitch says, Ads don't really work anyway. That's the kind of smooth brain take that I would expect from Twitch chat. Ads don't work. Do you have any idea how big the advertising industry is? Yeah, ads don't work. Doesn't function. You're Doesn't right. Function. We don't have any right. backend information on how much uh, turnover we turnover. I don't know what the correct term is for it, um, but push with ads none at all. Yeah, yeah. We have we have no. We, it's not like we do any advertising at all in our business and never. And it's not like anyone has ever bought anything that we've advertised. Nope. Please. Come on. And like, to be clear, I'm not saying that they work on you. Maybe they don't. Maybe you're magic. Honestly, I don't really see them either. I was going to say, you you in particular, I think, really don't see ads. It's actually like stunning. <laughs> like, it'll be the most blatant, most aggressive thing on the page. And you'll ask them about it like four seconds later. And he'll be like, what? <laughs> like, I saw everything other than that. Um, I can't see it. But yeah, I don't know. But they do. <laughs> don't kid yourself. Literally one of the most valuable companies in the world. You might have heard of it. Google. Sorry, <laughs> Alphabet. Excuse me. Um, that 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 like their entire business. They have entire free services like YouTube and Gmail that are sustained based on targeting ads more effectively at you, so that they will work even better. Uh Anyway. Um, Jordan asks, oh, sorry, I'm doing your job. Oh, help. you didn't talk about the cargo, sp uh, the, the, the revenue, the rev split. Oh yeah. They're doomed. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're losing money on a 50, 50 rev split. If everyone else is still doing 70, 30, then they're completely screwed. As for having creators push more ads. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, um, that, that's just normal. That's just needs to happen because banner ads, no, are not going to do it. Sorry, nameless um creator and probably more than one creator i don't even think that's a controversial take in that community because there were like tens of thousands of upvotes on this 
super big brain idea that ads should just not disrupt the user at all. Like, oh man. Oh man. Anyway. If back any, to the messages. Yeah. Yeah. If any creators want to leave Twitch, uh, Floatplane, we'll, we'll take it. Hey, well, let's go. I don't know if we're ready to be like a Twitch competitor, but what Floatplane. We have a live streaming only creator and he's killing. Actually, that's true. I was looking at the payouts. Uh, Yvonne just had it up on her, on her uh, monitor and I walked in. I was like, oh. Well, and that's the, good. the the users are stoked and like it's okay. it's actually a very vibrant community. But a more a more likely product might be I mean it's a little <clears throat> the UI is not great right now. A little now, early. But our multi-streaming works great. I don't know if you noticed but we are live right now on Floatplane Twitch and YouTube and we could be live on Facebook if we really felt like it, couldn't we? We could. We should just do it. Sure. Like why not? I think I mentioned that like a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I, I was wrong if I said no. So. I don't know who said no. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we maybe maybe we both said yes and then just forgot. That's with these guys? Definitely possible. <laughs> Dude, if it doesn't end up in like some form of solid documentation, it's gone. My memory is a sieve. Okay. Not a good one. One with lots of holes in it. Get well, it? I mean, <laughs> a good sieve would have lots of Okay, you know what? I've had enough. <laughs> I need to block you. <laughs> Blocked. Blocked. Oh, yeah. Why didn't we just call call them out? Uh, Chris's429 says garbage time. Yeah. Let's yeah. just call out garbage time. Dude, it's awesome content. Yeah, doing great. Super cool. Doing great over on Floatplane. Yeah. And like the thing is, honestly, kudos to garbage time for getting it. For understanding yeah. that the reason, whether it's Patreon screwing over creators or Twitch screwing over creators, the reason is that these are unsustainable business models. We know because we're like running one. So yeah. And he totally understands. We talk about it like every time. I, I really enjoy talking to him. We um so just in case people don't know, Garbage Time is the the same person that runs Dank Pods. Um, it, it's Garbage Time on Floatplane is a, is a very music based stream. He's a drummer. He's a very good drummer, um, and he plays like meme songs and runs drum tracks along with them. It's fantastic. It's very fun. It's tons of viewers. Uh, he's building like a new studio, and and he he's building a heavily reinforced door so that he can hit it harder with cymbals. Cause every once in a while he'll just like throw symbols around and stuff it's it's a it's a fun show it's a fun time but i know one of the reasons why he likes it and why his fans like it is because it's a music stream oh right that's right our audio quality is so much better than like i don't think there's another video people like that immediately has... when yeah. showing up are like whoa it sounds really good even when they don't know that that's like a thing with Floatplane. yeah so yeah cool i don't know Floatplane's like actually really good and considering the fact that we have like seven devs and Twitter is like 1.2 billion. Sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Not everyone who works at Floatplane is a dev. Sorry. Um, and then Twitter has $1.2 billion managers <laughs> to create that steaming pile of garbage. Yeah. Floatplane's like amazing. But yeah, Frank, our, yeah. our multi-streaming thing allows us to simul-stream on really any platform that we want. Yeah, like we could spin up Facebook like now. But with just one with one source which is which is pretty cool and then we also it's have available and stuff i'm sure the infrastructure guys are going to yell at me when we have I merch messages we have yeah. merch messages which anyone could theoretically use if they also have a shopify based like merch thing i mean there'd be some dev to <coughs> productize it I, so i we've actually talked about that internally and there's quite a bit of dev to productize right. it uh it's not impossible yeah but it yeah bit of work like a lot of work all right. Well, hopefully Yvonne's in bed because the next two questions are about marriage tips. Oh, no. First one here is from Jordan. Hey, Linus, I'm getting married in October and I'm curious. Are there any special stories regarding your wedding bands? 
Um, for our wedding bands, the story is that they were cheap and fine, I guess. I didn't even want a band. I wanted to do tattoos because at the time, I'm totally used to it now, but at the time I didn't like wearing hand jewelry and I just didn't want something on my hand all the time. Now I feel naked without it, but uh, I just, yeah, I just wanted a tattoo and I was like, come on, this should be better. Like it's more permanent. I'm I'm like, I'm in it to win it, baby. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's tattoo. <laughs> Um, she was just not into body, body paint. Um, and so she said, no, I prefer a band. So I kind of went, okay. And then Yvonne doesn't even wear her wedding band. (laughs) I don't think she's had it on since uh, she gave birth to our firstborn, which was like however many years ago. It's been a bit. Yeah. Um, so she just wears her engagement ring. And the story there is that I actually like went and learned like a ton about diamonds because my whole thing was, okay. If I have to blow a bunch of money on a scam, then I might as well I might as well get the best scam possible. So yeah. I picked a diamond that I felt was best suited to her. I could have gone bigger, but from my point of view, if it wasn't internally flawless, then it wouldn't be a good represent- representation of Yvonne. She also has extremely slender fingers. That's cute as heck. And I thought, sorry? I said, that's cute as heck. And I also thought that because she has extremely slim fingers, uh, there would be, it would be, it would look kind of out of place and could even, she worked with her hands a lot. She's a pharmacist at the time, could even get in the way if it was too big. I also really preferred a more low profile setting. And that was for the same reason. I liked a simple setting because she's practical. So it's just a simple four prong setting on a traditional uh, hearts and arrows diamond so it's a canadian diamond which was really important to me no conflict gem is going to go on my wife's hand um that's cool and I appreciate that part. um i'm just trying to think of like what else what else mattered to me i bought the diamond and the and the setting independently uh, i forget why i did that right i just there was a setting i really liked and there was a diamond i really liked and there, there's no point getting them in one place and compared to buying them both together the ju- at a jewelry store compared to buying the diamond online uh, it was significantly less expensive um pure drifter says borderline going for the gs cert of course it has a gs cert like no it's like a proper proper diamond uh like you can get ones for less that are like gigantic but they they don't sparkle the way that an IF does. So if I like if I'm gonna get scammed, then I'm gonna get scammed properly. Uh, I also didn't want something that was obviously very valuable. I wanted it to seem like a poor person diamond to someone who doesn't know anything about rocks, uh, because the last thing I want is her getting like held up somewhere or something, and her you know, in a panic, not being able to get it off or something. And it seeming like extremely valuable, like worth cutting a hand off for. Like it was, there was a very strategic decision made there. And to be clear, it wasn't crazy expensive, no matter what it was going to be at my budget, it was not going to be worth cutting someone's hand off for, but I didn't want it to look like it was. You can get big diamonds that are just trash tier stones, especially back then when the lab created ones hadn't really taken off yet. Um, like nowadays it's kind of hard to tell if a diamond is like worth something or not. Cause it's all arbitrary anyway. But, but back then, like, yeah, you could get giant trash tier stones that might look to someone who has no, like, you know, not looking at them through a freaking thing. Um, and they might think it's worth taking a life over, but actually it's not worth anything. And so I would rather her actually have a smaller stone. Yeah. So that was, that was my rationale behind the ring. Awesome answer. 
Uh, another wedding or a marriage question from Brian. How long have you been married and what's your take on marriage? Is it something to wait on for a certain amount of time or is it worth just diving in at 200 miles an hour? Uh, well, that second part is I come from a broken home. Um, and one of the things that I, one of the goals that I set out for myself, it's not a goal, it's a requirement. In my adult life, I will not break my family. It's that simple. I will not accept my family becoming broken. So um, Yvonne and I were together for, I think, six years before we got married. And we lived together for a full year before formally tying the knot. And the reason that we did so was because I needed to be darn good and sure because there was there was no taking it back for me. Um, yeah. So no, it is not something to um, dive into 200 miles an hour. That would be bad. Or maybe not bad, maybe great. But it's not for me. From Ebby. Will LTT store ever stock cargo pants? Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> uh, what about jorts? That's another popular request. What's jorts? Oh. What the heck are jorts? Jean shorts. Oh, jean shorts? Not right now. He's saying there's a chance, boys. Yeah. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying not now. <laughs> Dude, plaid shirts and jorts? <laughs> Let's <Please>. go. <laughs> <laughs> we are working on more colors of the uh, flannel plaid or plaid flannel or whatever order that goes in. That's cool. Uh, from Blake. Hey, Linus and Luke, what's a skill or hobby you wish you had more time to work on? I've been doing woodworking. Oh, electronics for sure. I wish I was like, I, I wish I like really understood PCB like design. Man, I'd be super into that. I wish I was better at flying RC aircraft. Those are probably the big ones. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm super into those, but I don't have the time for them. Electronics would be my number one, but not to take exactly what you said. Um, <laughs> I would I would put out blacksmithing. I've wanted to get into blacksmithing for a very, very long time, but like it's really expensive and you need space. I had a friend in high school whose mom was super into it. It's amazing the kind of stuff you it's can really make with cool. like a hunk of iron and a hammer. Yeah, and I feel like the I mean, we were talking about this earlier, right? I think I feel like it would be very it would make my brain happy. I've just always kind of thought that about. Doom, doom, just doom. would your shoulder handle it? I've been pretty worried about that, uh, which is yeah. one of the reasons why I I invited you to go to a blacksmithing course. With I'm super me. down still. And the reason why I haven't brought up that topic again is because I'm waiting for a shoulder. The bowling alley was actually almost a test for me. I started with my right arm, and then I think it was like three throws throws in. I felt it like it didn't hurt. Yeah, but I you know you can feel the like the warnings and i was like okay nope we're going to left arm and we're not doing blacksmithing yet uh but it's it's getting a lot better the the situation is improving so yeah uh daniel asks oh, oh sorry <clears throat> union grievance you're just excited yeah, <laughs> i just want to go home <laughs> all right final question from daniel what was the hardest part about leaving the old house and what was the easiest hardest part honestly um i think is the Every year since our kids were born, we don't have a ton of family traditions, but we do have this one. We mark the door frames with their height and we're going to, I don't know, it, it's not going to feel authentic to, you know, measure them all and like go mark them on the new doors or something. Um, so I'm going to miss that, you know, decade old writing when we go and we look at their growth charts 
And um, have you thought about taking, like, having one of your door? Because it's the frame, right? I have considered ripping the door frames off and putting them in the new house. We're not going to do that. Okay. Yeah. But yes, I did think about it. Fair enough. Yeah. That just felt a little too stupid. It's, someone said Alex Steele on YouTube replies to the content. Yeah, he's awesome. I watch a bunch of other people as well. I'm, I, I like the creators. I would just like to, I've never. Like with sports back in the day, I played every sport under the sun, very enthusiastically, sometimes on like a provincial level. Uh, I was very, very into sports. I didn't really watch sports. And I'm like that with like basically everything. I play a lot of games. I don't watch streams. Yeah. I would like to do blacksmithing and not watch blacksmithing content, Yeah, but I can't do blacksmithing. So I watch blacksmithing content. Oh my God. Everyone's like, no. You need to take the door frame with you. Like, no, 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 no. We are not <laughs> doing that. Uh, yes, we're still live, Foster. Um, also, by the way, guys, thank you very much for your support. I knew that there was a lot of pent-up demand for constellations. I didn't think it was this much. I hope we have that many <laughs> blue aqua blanks. Um, I want, yeah, I want, I want one too. Don't buy, you know. All, I mean. You go for it. I'll get one eventually. Whatever. Well, no, you won't. We're not printing V1 again. Oh. That's the whole thing. Is okay. like, this is the last... Maybe I maybe I created too much FOMO because if we sell, if we sell all of the um, blanks, we're not going to be able to do any other Blue Aqua stuff. So guys, last chance. Uh, actually, hold on a second. Just give me... What's V2? Are you sure this is... We can never print it again? Are you sure? And we can... But then I would be a big liar. So that's pretty tough. Actually, we are going to bring back one shirt that I said we'd never reprint. So we can do that to this one, too. I hey, really want to long Nick, sleeve. sorry to bug you. Um, do we have enough blanks for the Constellation print? Have you looked at how many have been ordered during the show? Mm, more. Uh, well, I wouldn't describe it as a few hundred, no. Oh, there's limits. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're not... We, yeah. Yeah, we're still live. What time is it? What year is it? It's, it's Jumanji. It's Jumanji. Okay. Yeah, I got to go then. Okay, bye. Okay. So as long as the particular skew, the particular size and sleeve style that you want is still up on the site and doesn't it doesn't say out of stock as long as you can add it to cart then we do have stock of that particular one so you guys can go ahead and get your orders in but yeah we're gonna leave this up for i don't know a few days or something like that maybe for a week so go check it out um oh the one that we are gonna bring back is the one from uh, pc or no pc oh i get so many compliments yeah. on that shirt yeah. And we only we didn't really communicate very well, so maybe we could bring it back, do one run of it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would be good. But no, I don't. I don't know that we will actually. I don't know that we will actually do another reprint of Constellation. I want to get a long sleeve though. I I literally just messaged Nick and was like, "Yo, <laughs> yeah, I really want the long. <laughs> what sleeve. a long sleeve." <laughs> we haven't had other than the short circuit one, which I was, I was not entirely happy with. Like to be clear, it's like still up like a brand name blank that we printed on. Like it wasn't it was like fine. So, uh but we've never had like a really great long sleeve. Tech linked? This one we do. Tech linked? Tech linked. No, short circuit. We didn't short circuit. have a long sleeve for tech linked, I don't think. Did I we? thought it was gray. Is that a short circuit? Just, that's a short recolor circuit. short circuit. Yeah. Oh my yeah. bad. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Don't worry. Bigger water bottles are coming, Jace Lucas. I think it's time for us to leave, though. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, bye. What a show. Sorry, it's very late. Um, Bell, log your hours, hey? Of course. Did you make it all the way to double time today? Uh, if I say yes, does that mean yes? <laughs> well, it's whatever, it's whatever it legally is. I don't decide what it is. Did you make it to double time, though? When did you start today? Uh, 11, so I don't think so. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Nice. <laughs> okay, I think we're done. Oh, I, I, don't, I can't reach the thing to turn it off. It's, it's far away. Um...